Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dar here, Captain Brunch. We're back again. I feel like I never left. I did like three times as much this week. Normally, I would have been done well in advance. It's just so much, so much more. We're in the boom period, quoting the Jared. Boom, quoting Adam Cole. Boom. Boom. Quoting, Quo- Quo- quoting Matt Seidel and Kofi Kingston. <laughs> and the top row. The top row is probably a better reference. Oh, man. How are you doing? How do you feel? Pretty good. I mean, palate cleansed the hell out of myself from last night, so I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I wish I would have watched all of the Grand Slam stuff before Extreme Rules. Because I'm just wondering how palatable Extreme Rules would have been afterwards. <laughs> Probably not that palatable. You know, where it's like I took all of that stuff in today. So, um, I know, completely different experience. Co-host Destin Soglo Frazier, in case you guys didn't figure that out by now. I hope the demographic is smart enough to know who's who. Otherwise, that would be a damn shame. But if you're new, welcome to the show. get together, all right? Yeah, get it together. And yeah, tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about Ric Flair, about some new movies that are coming out with both rock, things that are happening, Heat with John Cena, Natalia covered in cream. Um, Lacey Evans working out pregnant Outrageous prices for music The return of the fallen one Who's coming, who's going, who's leaving, who's fired And why we should go to Saudi Arabia I don't know if we'll actually talk about that But we should <laughs> Shouldn't we? They barely have so I mean. yeah. uh, We'll just jump around to some fun topics I know a lot of you guys are already friggin' burnt out in regards to uh, all of the wrestling and everything that's been going on. Remember when this used to be a variety show and it was like, all right, let's talk for an hour and a half about The Walking Dead. But people's extension spans are like nowhere near as uh, long as they were in 2016. And even back then they were diminishing around 2014. <laughs> you know, yeah. now they were like, get to the point. I'm like, all right, we'll get to the damn point. Sheesh, just like now, we'll get to the point. Remember we were talking about... uh. The Undertaker movie that's going to be on Netflix. Yep, I remember. Which I can't wait for that to come out because I swear I'm playing through it. Yeah, it's going to have uh, the New Day trying to escape from the Undertaker's uh, haunted mansion. Well, there's a trailer now. I haven't seen it yet. You don't understand the temptation. Because I wanted. Oh yeah, I've seen. I've seen it pass by my feed like ten times, and I'm like, nope, I'm gonna wait. (laughs) All right. Well. Oh, wow. Just jump straight into it. Let me bring it up on the Tron first. No way. What y'all need to build up? I've spent a lifetime studying the dark arts and uncovered many unnatural forces, but none compared to the urn's powers. Hello? Excuse me. Uh, Undertaker, it's your boys, the New Day! My urn loves to consume the souls of the good. Really? We want to add the power of the urn to the power of positivity, because then we'd be unstoppable. What I tell you, Uncle Taylor! Hey! 
my anger will force you to confront your deepest, darkest fears. Who has a morgue in their house? <laughs> I mean, it is The Undertaker. Good question. That's just fog. It's Undertaker's fog. I ain't touching it. All right. It's fine. See? Are you brave enough to wield my urn? What choices you make? Stay positive with your undertaking. I think you're brave enough to face more fear. The choice is yours. If you want the urn, you're gonna have to go through me. Wow, I'm sold, man. What about You're you? Right, this looks fun. What in the hell just happened there? It was a collaboration we never knew we needed. I put that on our social media. Wow, so this is gonna be on October 5th, really? Really? Like, seriously? Hold on a minute. Good God, that's next week. That's next week. Can we stream it? Are we allowed to stream it on here since it's a game? Oh, don't fuck, don't fuck around. Let's find that we can. I got to find out, yeah. Got to find out the legalities of that. If we could put it on a platform, yeah. And maybe next Tuesday we stream it when it comes out. It's a story-driven game, just like the ones we play with Telltale, but with New Day. Right. Won't be sad at the end of these ones. Yeah, so we'll see for sure. Good old Netflix, huh? It's something worth for a while there. Yeah. Funny thing is, that's not the only thing that is apparently coming to Netflix. No, it's not, because also with another wrestling star we have Dwayne the rock johnson who is bringing his netflix exclusive red notice to the platform and uh yeah this looks this looks cool too because we also have ryan reynolds in it we have gal gadget let's bring that up on the screen real quick Looking for something specific or just browsing? You look awful. Hmm. You know, there was an easier way in, but I doubt very much that you could have managed it. Hmm. Now that I have two out of the three eggs, I'll give you one last chance to take me up on my offer. Where's my counteroffer? You're under arrest. Oh my God. Read the room. I told you. This would end with you in handcuffs. You're so embarrassing. He's so embarrassing. Tell you what, Agent Hartley. You want to arrest me? Come. Arrest me. I just want the egg. Ow. You ass kicked by Wonder Woman. Take it easy. This is easy. (laughs) 
that sucks. choreography in this, huh? Are you sure this is still a trailer? Yeah, right? Like, are we watching the movie? This is the trailer? Ryan Reynolds, for all intents and purposes, should be dead by now, based on the other two characters' fighting skills. He's that character from The Mummy Returns. He's Evie's brother. That sucks. K.O. Double K.O. I didn't see the handcuffs coming. Mm, it was a nice touch. God, this is such a confusing erection. You can't ever tell anybody about this. Never tell anybody, I promise. <laughs> November 12th, count me in. Cool. What are your thoughts? That was the most elaborate trailer I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was like... Okay. That was the trailer of trailers, you know. They wanted you to have a whole piece of the movie. Now we get to that part, we're going to be like, I've seen this scene, not just the trailer. It was a scene from the movie, an excerpt from the movie is essentially what they gave there. Right. Easy way to cut a trailer. Exactly. Just take a whole chunk of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. He also uh, wrapped up production and filming of DC's League of Super Pets. Did you even know that this was a thing? It says Dwayne <laughs> no. Johnson snagged the role of Superman's dog in the upcoming DC's League of Super Pets. Yeah, he's in everything, huh? Yeah. Like, wow. Are we sure he's gonna have a feud with Roman at some point? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, here's the uh, here's the video from that. Ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, it's a very special day because it is an official rap. I just wrapped my final voiceover session on a movie that our Seven Bucks Productions has proudly produced with DC and with Warner Brothers starring yours truly. And it is DC League of Super Pets, the highly anticipated animated movie based on the DC superheroes pets. Uh, we have Superman's dog Crypto, which I star as. We have Batman's dog. We have Flash's turtle. We have Green Lantern squirrel and we have Wonder Woman's pot belly pig. We have the bad guys. It's going to be an amazing movie next summer, 2022, <laughs> seven bucks productions brings you super pets and also the big one the man in black black adam the hierarchy of power in the dc universe is about to change what an honor this one has been terramana toast hope you guys around the world all you families enjoy super pets i think you're gonna like it see you guys yeah man you're too big for that shit to affect you under woman he could he could have drank the whole bottle with the glass and all, and he wouldn't have gotten any inebriated from that at his side. Like you don't take it, you don't take it to the head like a real man. Don't be classy. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, I like the Rock and everything. I like Dwayne Johnson, but let's be real. The highly anticipated. Who was anticipating this shit? I didn't even know it existed, and if it existed, I wouldn't <laughs> have anticipated it. Do you want to hear about the pets? I mean, the only thing right now I'm just curious of is does Wonder Woman's pig block bullets with his belly or the wrist like? Like, you just see him now just flash in the belly. Ching, ching, ching. 
Like, are you excited for the pets? Is that on your list? I ain't I guess excited for the pets, but there is one thing coming to Netflix I'm excited about. And what's that? They they must be getting ready for another lockdown because Tiger King Two is coming. I'm not excited for that. I saw I saw the trailer. <laughs> I did see the trailer to Tiger King Two. <laughs> Once I saw it, I was like, "Oh, here we go again." <laughs> it's a circus watching that. I remember we had callers at that at a, at a point in the show that was there was such marks for that nonsense, almost like if it was like a freaking Scorsese or Spielberg production. It was like, "Oh Lord." You know, it, it was for cringy. Me, it's one of those things where it's like. You watch it one time just to experience it, and then you just don't go back. Well, then that was my one time. That was one of like the first early memories of the pandemic was that everybody was just at home watching Tiger King. No, the pandemic didn't happen during Tiger King, did it? I don't remember that. It was like pretty much like right at the start. It was early, early because Tiger King showed up last year. Why don't I remember that correlating with that in my memory? Whatever. It's because you've all you you you've pushed Tiger King that far out. I really have, and like you said, it's something you, remember you watch it once. Happened. You just don't remember when. Yeah, and like you said, it's something you watch once. So the fact that there's a two at the end of that, you can exclude me, unless you hear something really interesting. I mean, the guy's not out of prison yet, right? How how far could the story go? Oh God, who knows? Well, I mean, as far as that story went, the first time, <laughs> you know, like the story had a definitive conclusion. Sometimes people dream up sequels, you know. That's not Scarface. This ever play Scarface for the Xbox? Yes, I remember that one. Great game, the but they literally game is just after the end of the movie. Yeah, great game, but they literally scoop him out of the pool. You know, like, you remember that? It was literally it was a GTA clone. I don't want to segue too far, but it was a GTA clone, and it was an excellent GTA clone. It's not even like it was bad. If you like GTA, you'd love this. It was like the voice acting. It felt like you were still immersed in that world. That being said, the one point of immersion that's a little bit world breaking is them scooping him out of the fucking pool. <laughs> you know, it's kind of took like 18 clips per gun worth of it. They command the shepherd him. They somehow God, bring they back did. Tony. At that point, you may as well clone Damn. him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sequels. And now Tiger King gets a sequel. Are they going to do this? Let him have, get out on parole to visit the Tigers? Are they going to be Tigers I mean, in it? it? It could be some of like the shit I've been hearing left and right. It's been happening in the news with, uh, with that whole situation. Probably still looking for Carol Baskin's husband because we know he killed him. That's the only thing that that sequel will be good for is if they finally catch how she did it, you know? Well, I mean, we know how she did it. We know exactly how the fuck she did it. If they catch the evidence of how she did it, obviously she fed him to a tiger, right? Allegedly. But I mean, if we look at the evidence, the dude's missing. And the tiger's not. Because I saw a fucking meme. And the shit said, episode one of Tiger King. I have no idea what's going on. Episode three of Tiger King. Fucking Carol Best. It's a crazy story when you think about it. And also. She's lucky that she has such a submissive husband, too. I guess he's lucky that he's a submissive husband. You know, he looks like the kind of husband that uh, you definitely need to wrap something around your waist in order to please, if you know what I mean. And uh, oh. otherwise, uh, <laughs> otherwise, um, I'm pretty sure that uh, she'd feed him to a tiger. I'm like more you upset know? that I got it instantly. Like, who exactly who exactly wouldn't be fed to a tiger? If they fucked with her, you know what I mean? The sky's the limit. She's the only one who knows the tigers. What are you going to do? Interrogate them? <laughs> Walk up to them raw. <laughs> you know what I mean? They go back raw. The tigers for people are literally like the Call of Duty gamers with Cheetos. Like you're going to just not find anything. Maybe the bag. And sometimes not even that. So they might eat the bag. 
They might eat the bag. She probably had them in a bag in the tiger ate it all. Hell, she probably freaking sprinkled Cheetos all over him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Like, think about it. If you had a tiger, you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. That's why Tony had one. Look like how this connects to Scarface. That's how come really? the tiger even then was symbolism of power. Remember push? Don't don't what the fuck I got to do? Yeah, I have a fucking tiger. tiger. What about Mike Tyson had a tiger? Tigers are symbols of power. You're not going to mess with a woman who has a tiger because she'll feed you to it. It's just that easy to do. So, yeah, unless this story is all about how she managed to get away with it, which unfortunately is very easy. I'm sure I could feed people to a tiger. I wouldn't have much issues getting away with that shit. <laughs> Let's be real. Anybody we would feed to a tiger, nobody'd mess them anyway. We'd get away with it easy. You know, there's only a couple of people I could think of that if I fed to a tiger, they might be a little too stuffed to get the others. So it's like we'd have to pay some. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Don't want to kill my fucking tiger. How come your tiger's so fucking fat? I've never seen a fat tiger before. <laughs> what do you do to him? You gonna see one today? Is this tiger getting exercise? <laughs> oh my! Oh, oh shit! Oh, this tiger's morbidly woke. <laughs> that might be the greatest phrase I've ever heard in my life. Morbidly woke. Write it down. This tiger's yeah. morbidly woke. I don't care if the whole fucking title doesn't even make sense. <laughs> this tiger's morbidly woke. What did you eat? You don't want to know. <laughs> it tastes like dry rice balls. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, good God. You have one where it'd be morbidly woke. You have the other one where it doesn't shut the fuck up on the way down. I'm like... This tiger has indigestion. Shit. Would the meal go bad? No, it wouldn't. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Motherfucker took 10 minutes to explain nothing. The whole trip. Now people are going to say that we imply we should feed woke people to tigers. (laughs) I mean, no, fuck with you. (laughs) And you get heat for that, even though Carol Baskin's the only person with the fucking power to do it. Right. Oh, if you I had a tiger, I feed nobody the tigers. I should have a couple of times, but I didn't. I love to just get heat for shit that I have to defend myself to. That's impossible anyway. Like I'd love to have to come out here next week. I'm not going to feed anybody the fucking tiger. I'm here for a tiger. <laughs> oh man. So Kayla Braxton got some heat because she was complaining because people are putting up Christmas decorations already. I think that the people that put up the Christmas decorations should get heat. Like, especially if you're old. It's not even November yet. I hate to say this, but especially if you're old and you're putting up decorations for December in September, what's your rush? Like, what's your rush to advance time? You'll be dead soon. You really want it to be December already? You're cutting off months. I knew you were going there. Shit, if I was old, you know what I'd be doing? I'd be putting on last last season's 4th of July stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I'd be having a barbecue. I'd be trying to reverse the process. How are you going to rush along? How are you going to be in September and thinking about December? Because after that comes January. And after that comes February. And eventually comes death. So why would you try to advance shit more in that direction? 
So I agree with Caleb Braxton, and I don't know why people gave heat. I saw a bunch of snowflakey tweets where people were like, "You can we just let people enjoy whatever the little things in life are that they enjoy, See, whether we're putting up, put we putting up Christmas decorations early or whatever wrestling brand they like or whatever game console. You know, that old fucking speech, which, yeah, obviously. But nonetheless, I'm just asking, as a contrarian here, what the logic would be it's september still at least for a few more days and then you got halloween and then you got thanksgiving right you know how far you know how much you skipped to have up christmas decorations and i bet you the people who put a completely different set of decorations you skipped over literally you know how many pay-per-views happen we probably have completely different champions by the time the christmas tree even comes into play and you have that shit out now that's crazy and then I bet if you're a person who does that, you're also the type of person who doesn't take it down for a while either. So it's like half the year we have your tree from September to it's like what? Five degrees in your fucking house. You still got the goddamn Christmas tree up. So from September to March, I have to look at your fucking tree if I'm your neighbor? No. Yeah, I burn each other. I'm like, fuck that. No. Poof. I love I love that Caleb Braxton gets heat for pointing that out more than the people for having that shit out. <laughs> you know, it's a little weird. It's like when people have like a birthday month. Screw you. You know, somebody have a birthday and it's on the 5th on a Wednesday. Don't do that shit. The, 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 their birthday will be on the 5th on a Wednesday. You know, and you'll be like, oh, so I'm going to be celebrating like on the 7th and 8th. Oh, I understand. Sure. Then like on the 12th, they'll still be fucking celebrating. Yeah, right? Kill yourself. Stop it. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude. What is this? Like a birthday tour? Cut it out. Like if you have to delay the event, whatever it is, till the end of the month. Okay. I understand for that day. But. <laughs> every day of the month no that is too much yeah so yeah i'm with you kayla like don't like if you have to tolerate that don't say something speak up no you're not allowed to do that nowadays though <laughs> but anyway in the spirit of the season i have a couple of christmas videos here that i wanted no i'm kidding um <laughs> but jordan ta- i will snap you so fast motherfucker don't play with me it's his birthday month. No, he's saying he's saying OMG to that idea. So Natalia and her sister, the Nightheart sisters, they put up something. I believe this is uh they're giving away Mama Nightheart's pumpkin spice latte recipe. So yes. It was spice, alright. We are about to watch a video where two white girls make pumpkin spice latte as we go and talk. <laughs> The way you are October. <laughs> I just, I was just, it's because it's not like I was assessing it as I realized, you know, what, what was going on. I was just like, oh, okay. So that's what's happening here. <laughs> you know, it's fine. And I don't have anything against it, you know. Like, I, hey, I like, I like pumpkins. I like spices. I like lattes. I like white girls. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong so far in the menu here. I just noticed that that's where this is going. <laughs> it works out perfectly, as a matter of fact. Out. Maybe we need like a secondary podcast that's literally just about those things. We'll see. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Night Hearts. I'm Natty and this is my gorgeous. Oh God, yeah, good Lord. What in the... <laughs> Voluptuous, incredible, oh, is this... courageous, wow. brave. Um, did I say I remember her sister in the hot tub with Big E. Was she... What the? Good lord. Those are huge cat ears. I can't even believe. I don't remember her having cat ears that really spoke to the camera like that. Jesus. 
I'm so fucking sick of your shit. Look, I don't even need. I never drown people. Okay, never. (laughs) Who cares about the pumpkins? The Titanic goes down here perfectly fine. Yes, like there's pumpkins. There's already pumpkins, spices, (laughs) lattes, and white girls. Anyway, we can't watch nine minutes of this on the air. (laughs) The fuck we can't. It's probably the best thing ever. You know, like the show's ruined now. Nothing else that we put on the screen is going to be as cool as what we have now. Thanks a lot, Natalie. We have the best thing we could possibly have on the screen. Fucking 29 minutes into the show. I thought they were going to be like stirring and shit, you know, like literally like a regular cooking show. This is not going to be about pumpkin spice. Like this is not going to be like a recipe, like with ingredients, like a tutorial video at all. I'm so mad at myself because my instinctive thought was, hmm, that'd be a shitty screenshot for this this tiger's morbidly woke. And this, to me, even reiterates reiterates more. Fuck you if you were going to skip Halloween and Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas. You see the kind of shit you would be missing? No. Since they're, I hear it again. Yeah. It's beautiful? Or? Yes, she's stunning. She's I heard beautiful. great. By the way, it's been, a lo- it's been a long time since we wore these outfits, so we decided to pull them out of the vault. We were thinking of signing them and giving them to one very lucky subscriber. Oh, really? Yes, I think that would be fun. She slaps her ass that hard. Don't worry, I have a bruise on me. Oh, she slapped the shit out of her sister's ass. You heard that? It echoed in my ears. Yo, I thought she chopped her friend. What the fuck? I heard it sounded like a bully ray chop. Whoa! It sounded like a bully ray chop. What the hell? So, Jenny and I want to do something really great for you guys today. We wanted to make Jenny's infamous pumpkin spice latte okay let's get to the latte part because otherwise I'm, i feel like i'm sinning whenever i skip a frame of this just because i don't want to miss any ingredients you know okay we've got a very special like i hate having to be the one that decides how to win to fast forward really there's no pumpkin spice in this shit at all This is quite the channel. Anyway, we're going to jump ahead. Get us the coffee. Okay, TJ, say hi. (laughs) You're going to order me around. You want me to say hi. Do what the fuck they say, Tyson. (laughs) Yeah, TJ, don't fuck this up. What? That is kind of being called. So so we need the ingredients that we need. We need pumpkin-flavored coffee, which TJ is going to bring for us right now. Well, it's just coffee. Is it coffee or is it pumpkin? Max, helping TJ make this So coffee. let me let me go let me bring this over to you guys so that you can see TJ. Just for future reference, you don't want to run with the mother. Quest that those caddies could take your eyes. Okay, TJ, enough of your shit. So that's the coffee. Thank you. Can I have a? Hug? Now would you call them not uh, Quest caddies? Thanks. <laughs> I was I was I was. Listen, I'll put there's the link because there's no way. Look at look at TJ over here. <laughs> We love you. You never know what you're gonna miss out on. TJ brought us the pumpkin spice. Well, TJ is the best making coffee. coffee. Okay, so coffee pour the coffee. So pour the coffee, Jenny, in this. So excited. So pour okay. the coffee into the cup. All right. So a quarter cup. Is that what we want? Yes. Pour the coffee into the cup. Wait, quarter cup. I haven't been into a fucking cooking show like this since Emerald Ogasi and, and and Chef Ramsay, you know, and Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Coffee is delicious. My goodness. Okay. Last time I was at the edge of my seat about a cooking show like really this, someone was getting eliminated. This cup of coffee right now because it's <laughs> PSL season, pumpkin and when it's pumpkin spice season, season, you need to really turn right. it up. All right. So, so now, 
Can I clearly? Now, yeah, I'm oh, waiting oh. for it. Okay, so now I'm gonna get my almond milk because it's better for you than whole milk. It's just kind of oh, but I thought we were adding whipped cream. No, but you're there. Okay, anyway, let's let's uh, jump ahead to the almond milk here. Okay, so you've added. Wait, what is that they're adding so after that? The pumpkin spicy flavor of syrup into the coffee. Let's go ahead. I wish it was whiskey. Really? That's what you're gonna drink? Uh, you know what, man? This, is, this whole thing's extremely what provocative. That's horrible. So, actually, it looks like whiskey. <laughs> she fucking drank that. I wish it was whiskey, but unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> fuck off. Who the fuck tastes this thing? Mm. Let me say, eh. Not bad. <sighs> 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 Nutty, let's get this figured out. That is uh, a sound okay. effect. So I've made TJ a coffee. Right, right. I added tons of whipped cream. What? TJ, I added tons of whipped cream for you. Yeah, I love how so, he's like, that's not really my thing. Don't be so damn boring. Look how she made the whipped cream off of and that then, too. You know what else I'm gonna add in? Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Can we lift this up? Yep. So people that are listening to the audio of this, you'll miss it out. This is why you need to come into the, the right. Twitch and Facebook. And then you Caramel sauce on Watch this with us. It's crazy. Oh, so, perfect. Look, wow. Grizzle. That's cup. nice. And we learned how to make that, that pumpkin spice thing. Grizzle, grizzle, grizzle. And it's even overflowing on the side of the cup. Ooh. Okay. Oh, wow. It looks natty. Very, very. This is essential. Very sensual. Pumpkin spice. Right. That's what's sensual. The fucking the latte. The very sensual latte you got there. Yes, come over and have She's covered in syrup and... Whipped cream. TJ, why the hell are you over there? I can't believe these girls have to keep calling him like that. I'm so excited. It's a fucking lie, TJ. Here, TJ, I made this for you. Yeah, uh, there's no coffee in there whatsoever. That's straight sugar. Shut yeah, the fuck it's up. just a lot of. Taste it, damn it. Taste what? It's just it's whipped cream, sugar. It's my special cream. Taste the coffee, I swear to God. She said it's my special cream. <laughs> There's nothing in it. It's a damn pumpkin spice latte. Guys, there's... I would actually not classify that as a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, my God. I'm this video... Cook? I mean, no, because you didn't have to cook anything. <laughs> you are so rude, DJ. So, Nutty, you know what I think about your pumpkin spice? That is delicious. It is really good. Do you have a reason? Look at how she's licking the freaking cream. No, no, do you like our pumpkin spice latte, though? I don't like it. Everyone give this video a like. They deserve this. They deserve a like for this video don't. hard work went don't. into this guys like i'm just saying i don't like your pumpkin spice like or not somebody I getting your ass kicked oh i think she oh. <laughs> loves my damn pumpkin think spice so? oh, i don't know but wow you stop it i just I worked hard on this makeup okay so we're not doing thumbnails i guess for the video all <laughs> right we can <laughs> Thank you guys so much for liking, sharing, subscribing to our channel. This is your PSL episode. Don't put that in my hair, please. Don't, Jenny. I'm really mad. No, I'm not putting okay. hair. You're, you're on the first. Don't wow. Say, my mom. <laughs> okay. All right. My Enough. Bye. Bye. Fuck out of here. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. What did you do? That? We'll catch a taste <laughs> to this motherfucker. All right. <laughs> no, Jenny. That, no. I don't know. We need to thank hair. everyone for liking, sharing, and subscribing to our channel. It's worse because the graphics are on the screen. <laughs> so I just hear them. I don't see them. There they are.
Well, you're welcome. Here's the link for the entire recipe. What are you laughing about? You don't think people really want to make this? <laughs> they want to make something, but it ain't no pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> that was uh, oh my god, that was different. Yo, the only thing that thing was missing was, was fucking Biggie and just shuffle in the fucking side view. See, this is why you don't skip Halloween, right? You skip pumpkin spice lattes. Four reasons to not skip Halloween. <laughs> okay. That was uh, different. What the fuck, Stacey? <laughs> oh. oh. Anyway. Where do we move from that? I want to even put on another one. I don't fucking know. That, <laughs> you know. Like, after you, what, where do you go from pumpkin spice latte? I should have organized this a little bit better. Oh. You know, where, where's your safe landing from that? Yeah, the Undertaker should have came afterwards. That would have been very deflating. <laughs> anyway, Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels teases a return. To the old gimmick. Does it work? Yeah, let me see. I haven't seen this. Let's see what the hell we got here. When you go to war, you know in your heart that there will be trauma. Trauma that causes wounds. And some wounds heal, but others become scars. Scars that remind you of your mistakes. I had a plan, and it failed. I had a partner, and I let him down. I gambled everything, and I lost it all. And now, I'm all alone. I've got no goal, no cause, no team, nothing to fight for except the right to keep fighting. So, I fight. And since I've lost it all, I've got nothing left to lose. After 28 years, what I thought was the end might actually be a new beginning. That'll be interesting to see. Oh, yeah. And I thought he was retiring. Was this whole thing always leading to him coming back like that? Could have been. If you want to go out under that gimmick. Yeah, well, I guess he's still, is he still in contract with AEW? I don't even know. Sure. I mean, with the way that they do things, he could still be under contract, but still go other places. Yeah, that's definitely possible. I think he should show up there, though. That's where pretty much everyone is at this point. Right. You know. But then again, I guess if he shows up somewhere else, it would just be to help that place out. So. Right. Well, another news, Young Rock is returning for another season. According to PW Insider, they're going to be filming next month. And you're going to expect to see Tommy Rich, Jerry Lawler, Bam Bam Bigelow, Haystacks Calhoun, Gene Okerlund, Big John Stud, uh, Freddie Blassie, uh, Mr. Fuji, The Great Kabuki. Uh, all of these people will be included in the second season of Young Rock. So that's pretty cool. I wonder who they're going to get to portray all of those guys, right? Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, they've done a pretty good job of getting close representations. So. Yeah, who will we get for Bam Bam Bigelow, right? Oh, man, that's a good question. 
No, I can't think you got, of Because if you got, you get somebody from Bam Bam, you got to do Bam Bam justice. Yeah, like I can't think of one in my current memory that would be able to like fit that profile. It's not an easy fit, but I mean, knowing them with how, how they've been able to do it so far, they'll find somebody. Like everything, everybody else we saw in season one looked amazing. So. Yeah, I did enjoy season one. So we'll see. I wonder how long they're gonna go with this because they have to. They'll age young, the young version of the character up the same time they age the older one. Yeah, I guess. Either I could or. see because I was thinking about it the other day. I could see them possibly going up as far as the before he left for Hollywood. Hmm, that makes sense. Imagine that you get to I mean, see that, portrayals that, of, uh, that was after that was right when that was when he left for Hollywood. He did for seven years, so I could see them going up to at least that point. Imagine that, though. You get to see portrayals of people from the Attitude Era. Oh, God. That'd be some shit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. If it ever lasts that long, hell yeah. So so, so here's my question, though. Who would portray the Hurricane? No. Oh, God. I'm just saying, that man put Hurricane over all raw. So. <laughs> when he was Hollywood Rock. I remember. I remember my first Raw was Hollywood Rock. And I remember how cool that intro was. Like, so I didn't appreciate that much because I was younger, but I was like, yo, I just got to see The Rock in fucking person. It was so over the top. It was. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know what's coming back that's going to be really over the top? I don't know if you're ready for this one. Oh, no. Yes, sir. American Gladiators. Apparently, WWE, according to Deadline and MGM, are teaming up to bring back American Gladiators. Oh, God. Uh... I'm not sure why. Just because they, just, they they saw the name and they're like, but we're WWE. And I'm like, no, you guys are going to fuck it. That's so bad. You remember American Gladiators? Barely, right? Oh, dude, that was my, that was my show. That was, that was my Saturday night when I was a little kid and I knew I got to be able to, I got to stay up late. I was like, yeah, American Gladiators. What the fuck's that doing back, though, you know? It's funny because I remember they brought it back with Hogan as the host and then it disappeared again. So I was like, this is actually the second time it's come back. You said Hogan was a host once? Yeah. I don't remember they, that. They, they brought back um, a newer version. I can't remember how long it's been, how long it's been since that version was out, but they, uh, yeah, they brought a version back where Hogan was a host. Okay. Wow. See, George remembers. That's messed up. <laughs> of all people, freaking Hogan. He's a real American. No, I remember that show, though. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. Let me see if I could uh, bring up on the screen here the American Gladiator stuff. I can't remember which one it was from the early days. It was, uh, oh, yeah, fucking uh, Gemini. He was like the one black guy. He was my favorite. Oh, God. In fact, actually, um, because I know you have it, too. Pluto TV, they have it all. They have it, a 24-7 American Gladiator channel. Always a lady. And here I am missing out. Everyone <laughs> Let me see. You know, that, part, that was only like half a joke, half a joke. That show really was a shit back then. Like that. This is Gemini, a split personality. Calm one minute, violent the next. This is Zach. See, there he strong, is. That's my boy. Silent, the Terminator. You're looking at Nitro. Cocky, explosive, and always aggressive. And this is Sunny, the all-American woman. These are the American gladiators. And the events they compete in are confrontational, exciting, and fast-paced, action-oriented, 
visually interesting. The and hair is visually interesting, that's for sure. Emotional moments. <laughs> Welcome to the White Lighters. Oh, they're trying, to, they're trying to screw us with an ad. Can you believe they tried to add fucking spam us on the show? Yeah, see, the, the, the event right before the fucking ad, that was my favorite one. We'll bring it back. Don't I'll always get excited when I saw that shit. I'm like, fuck yeah. Trying to add us. Just From Universal time. Studios Hollywood. Oh, this oh, is the American Gladiators. That is beyond corny. Let's jump ahead a little bit here, just to just to browse a little. He was a fullback at Lafayette College. Started disqualified. Let's go over to Mike Adamley. A ninja disqualified. Did they say Mike Adamley? Yeah, Mike Adamley was doing the whole. That's what they know. Losing is a word that is foreign to your vocabulary, but you took that decision like a man. (laughs) Well, people laughing. If he felt it was, they didn't even take it seriously back then. John Shumsky reflecting on his young days as a hockey player. He actually went on to star for RPI in the University of Lowell. Two Come on, see some fucking action already. Right. You use your balance even more than just in the game of football, as Craig Williams did. So this might be a little bit more of an advantage for Shumsky. Well, Craig Williams earned 100 points for knocking Gemini off or having Gemini disqualified. John Shumsky will have to do the same. And quickly, Gemini gets... Yeah. That shit was faster than a than a Bushido blade fight. <laughs> oh yeah, some some of them just used air quick. It's just like dud gone. All right, well now it was you know. Always funny too. It, it was always funny when I saw uh, when I saw the gladiators get pissed off and just start whooping ass. Oh, those are great. I wonder what this new takeover is going to be like, and if it's still going to be hammy. Oh, it's going to be whatever bullshit they can come up with. Oh boy, an event where they're going to have to balance on a rope or something that's going to break too. Motherfuckers yeah, going to be making so. run-ins in the middle of the goddamn events. So, Shane Thorne has a new oh, gimmick, God. from what I uh-huh. heard. I thought he was uh-huh. a cowboy, because I saw him before I <laughs> read about him. So I was like, I thought that they missed Bart Gunn. I was like, they really miss having Bart Gunn around. I this guy but I, I, it went over my head what it was. I felt stupid afterwards, but I'm going to bring it up on screen here. Oh my God. And, uh, ignore the, the mark that I guess is the one who courtesy this video. But... Uh, Cause he has it up on the Tron there. Oh my God. Jungle Jim! What the fuck is Jungle Jim doing on WWE? <laughs> That's kind of funny, Jungle Jim. So there he is, Shane Thorne, Jungle Man. Thoughts? You know, I was a little less cringed when I heard where he came up with the gimmick from, but still. Because he got a lot of heat for it, and then he tweeted out, and he was like, uh, sure, Croc Dundee isn't cool. And then he said, uh, and then he tweeted out a picture of Steve Irwin, and he said, tell me more about how Steve wasn't one of the most badass people on the planet. Yeah, but you ain't gonna be jumping on no crocodiles, Shane. I think the problem isn't whether or not Steve Irwin was one of the baddest crocodile hunters on the planet or any of that shit. I think the bigger problem is that imagine if Steve Urkel just suddenly became Steve Irwin and you knew he was Steve Urkel before. You would have been like, wait. Right. You, ridiculous. you can't go from slap chop to this. Right. Like, 
We you're forget not, that shit. You know? Like you're not Steve Irwin. You know what I mean? That's like if I came on this show next Monday and I and I was like, I'm here with Destin Soglow Frazier and I'm Boba Fett. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what? Right. Boba, Hett, Boba, Boba Fett's badass. He was a bounty hunter. Right. He's a flamethrower. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, what the fuck like, does that have like, to do with like, me? Like, <laughs> you know? Mason T-Bar got away with it because they didn't even change the gimmick. They just adjusted it to make it more, make it the way you took it more seriously. Yeah, the problem is the suspension of disbelief here. You can't just become somebody else and then be like, well, that person's cool too, you know? You think Steve like Irwin just started out like a badass like that? Like, no, that shit had to be developed. Like, yeah, like I can't come up here on that was a and lifetime of shit that made him a badass. Like, imagine if I came on here and started telling old Elvis Presley jokes, and then I was like, "What? Eddie Murphy was cool. You guys don't like Eddie Murphy Delirious? Like, yeah. What the fuck does that have to do with Talk Runge Rick? <laughs> you know, like, Goody right? Goody Goody, I, exactly. Goody Google yourself. Go Goody Google yourself. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? You know, it's kind of like, yeah, I did think that Steve Irwin was cool, and I also thought regular Shane Thorne was cool. I don't think that that means we needed to have Crocodile Jane Thorne. Mighty don't need them. Apparently they go crikey. Like, no. No. Who was a wrestler in his wrestling show that's name was Jungle Jim? Actual Crocodile Dundee? I don't fucking know. Shit couldn't have been over then. But you know what? Oh. Well, either way, I wish him luck. Hopefully he makes a good Crocodile Hunter. To the guy in the clip. So what, the mark that nobody knows? Like, what? I'm impressed that you know a nobody mark. Joe I don't Rose think that's what he meant. I don't know what the... I, I'm not sure. I guess he's talking about the guy who was like, what, Jungle Jim doing in WWE or some shit. Google Jungle Jim. Let's find out. Somebody Google Jungle Jim. Also Google George of the Jungle. Maybe maybe he's trying to be see, George see, of the, the Jungle. the problem with that, George, is people would actually have to know who Jungle Jim is. Like, I, can't, I, can't, I can't exactly steal a gimmick from somebody. It, it, it's like the fucking Kiara Hogan logic. Like, they stole my red hair. Bitch, nobody knew who you were before that. Oh, man. Good luck, Jungle Jim. Have fun. And good luck, Vince, with your new American Gladiators. All right, what else do we got on this program? Lacey Evans posted a workout video. You know, it's been so long since she's been gone. And it's not even, like, anything against her. But it's like, until I hear somebody mention her, I forget she's gone. Yeah, she probably does, too. She's too busy. I I, I just haven't thought about her. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, let's take a look at this. Everybody got opinions. Let it go into my ear. Jesus, let's uh, let's take out that music for my own sanity, and bring up this video. Wow, yeah, that's definitely uh, she's thirty six weeks pregnant. She put uh, my water ain't broken, neither is my body. They say keeping in shape makes for an easier labor. Uh, they say postpartum sucks and you should do everything in your power to acknowledge and make sure your mental and physical health is a priority. They say working out makes you feel better, releases endorphins that make you happy. They say it can stop obesity, depression, and show your children healthy hobby options. They say it can make you capable of doing more for yourself and for your family, like traveling the world, climbing the mountains, exploring, and train with your kids for, for their sport events. Uh, they say it gives you more energy to tackle all things in life that we complain about. I say from experience, all is true. Climbing up on 36 weeks tired but not stopping trying to make sure my cup and the way i feel is full so i can fill my family and be the woman they need i have never felt more ready not only to give birth but to be motivated mama to two. Oh yeah damn that is like a wild workout shit right. at that point because most people just sit on their fat asses fat asses they just say i'm getting to work fuck this good for her you know? yeah. i'm gonna be a beast when she come back mm-hmm. if she comes back you know what i mean 
I mean, what do you think yeah. that they're gonna like? Let's let's say that she comes back. Like, do you think they throw her straight into a feud with Brit, or does she have to uh, like climb the ladder? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I mean, you, you never know. know. They, they could throw a big name like she that she out um at her right away. So. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Lacey versus Ruby. You know, it would be really cool just because the polar opposite would be so great. Imagine you put uh j- just because the little starter. Get your feet back under your feud. Imagine they put her with uh, with Abaddon. Wow, where the hell's That'd Abaddon been? Right, where has Abaddon? The nasty been? bit would work perfectly for her. And yes, we know exactly what we're doing is by fucking design. You know, and it might be by reality too when the time comes. You never know. Let's see if we got anything. It was a light news week actually. Let's see if we have anything uh relevant here. Oh, the King of the Ring special apparently is coming to Fox. Yeah, I did hear. I did. I did um hear that Fox wanted to run that one, but there was no announcement or anything for it. You know they don't. You know they don't announce these things. Come on now. PW Insider is saying that it, we don't announce stuff. They only doing that. It's going to be a special during the weekend of October first through third. Isn't that this upcoming weekend? Give me two seconds. I'm about to find something. I'm, I'm about to hit y'all with exact numbers. You say October first through third. Um, <laughs> Friday. But then there's no other show left to advertise it on. Nope. It's okay, so start. wait a minute. This is it's a King of the Ring special. And, it's and, a King it's of the Ring. So here's the deal. It's a King of the Ring special. Maybe it'll just be interviews and people talking about King of the Ring because they're saying that the King of the Ring and the King and the Queen of the Ring tournaments are going to be in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel. So I'm guessing these are just going to be hype videos leading into those. Let's hope so. Yeah, I guess. Specifically for Fox, though. So that means it's not going to be on anything else, I guess. It's just Fox doing this. Which doesn't really surprise me because from what I'm hearing, have you heard about Fox and WWE? They are not happy. No. Basically, according to Fightful Select, they said the relationship between WWE and Fox has been a bit, quote unquote, strained. And they said that uh, they admitted that the WWE viewership was disappointing in comparison to expectations and that uh, the pandemic make, made things harder to gauge where the viewership and rating numbers will level out and that Fox isn't over the moon about WWE promoting Peacock on Fox because Peacock is an NBC property. So they're not happy about having to have a SmackDown where people go, go to Peacock to watch this and that when it's their fucking competition on NBC. So they don't like that either. Um, and they said that uh, apparently a sources in WWE said that if there were names at Fox that wanted the pay-per-view content, they could have paid the premium that Peacock did for it. And they said that there's a possibility that the new upcoming Vince McMahon biographical series will not paint Rupert Murdoch in a, in a positive light and that it was called a childish move by a source at Fox and said that it won't help the relationship at all. Murdoch told Stephanie and Triple H and other executives back in 2018 that if USA was embarrassed or ashamed of their programming and that Fox would welcome them as they were. Um, mm. But then they said it was reported that those in WWE said that the concern was not been brought up and that the two work with great respect between WWE and Fox. Oh. I believe Fox more than I believe them. All right. Well, they said that Vince and Nick Khan devised another way to appease Fox. The first L.A. show will be a SmackDown event rather than a Raw show because Fox Sports headquarters is in Los Angeles. That being said, SmackDown did 2.9 million viewers in the 50 18 to 49 demographic in comparison to the previous week's 
September 17th episode did an overnight viewership of 2.190 million with a 0.50 also in the 18 to 49 demographic. Just decided I would throw that in there because there is no SmackDown review tonight. Just a review of how much Fox isn't enjoying it, which, you know, that's a completely different conversation. Exactly. We are hearing that as far as changes in WWE, according to Ringside News, they're saying that Nick Khan was backstage in Philly, but he's been at a lot of TVs lately. He's becoming a fixture backstage and seemingly uh, is nothing out of the ordinary at this juncture. They said that a tenured member in WWE said they can't say it's a rare occurrence. Uh, it's really not that big of a deal since he frequents the backstage area um, at most of the television tapings. So he's just more involved with that kind of stuff. Uh see if there's any more people pissed at WWE before I move to anything else. Um, I like to get all that shit over with at once, you know? Right. <laughs> so we're going to do this real quick. Everybody! Yeah, right. Grand Metallic, I guess, does this count as, does this count as their, their misfortunes? I guess this goes in here, right? Yeah, sure. I fuck mean, it. considering yeah. how great he probably could have been. Okay, fine. So yeah, also people angry with him. Grand Metallic, I don't know if he's actually angry, but according to Wrestling Observer Radio, um, let me see here. Oh, he requested... Wow, really? He requested his release. He wants to go home. Or it's somewhere else. He doesn't want to be the... He, he doesn't have to go home, but he doesn't want to be here. <laughs> his contract actually expires in 2023, so they have him by the dick. That sucks. So, uh, but clearly, I mean, they're not using him, and he's a great He's a great talent. What the fuck? Fucking king of the ropes. All three of them are fantastic, but all four of them are not being used. Yeah, that's rough, man. And also, Lince Dorado didn't ask for his release, but we're hearing he is unhappy. I feel like we, no, we, no shit. I feel like we once reported a story where uh, Alberto Del Rio blew up his spot and said that he wasn't happy there. He was like, "I have another friend who's not happy there either." Remember that? I think it was him. It was one of the Lucha guys. They said both members of the Lucha House Party are trying to speak to management on several occasions about their unhappiness, and uh. Yeah, they want to leave, apparently. He hasn't been as forthcoming about it as the other guy, but yeah, these guys want out of this fucking brand already. Nobody wants to deal with them. You know, can you blame people at this point? Not at all. And if you do, you're part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really unfortunate. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, there's so many dark stories. You know, let's do one, one that's not as bad as the others. So Ray Mysterio spoke to Talk Sport in regards to the direction that the storyline between him and Dominic is going, or at least where he would like to see it go. I don't know if you heard about this or saw this. Here we go. That's awesome. And I know you guys get asked about this a lot in terms of like the lineage and like where's it going to go for Dom in the future and masks and all that good stuff. I heard before maybe you saying, was it Prince Mysterio you were thinking about? Is that a name down the road? And like, um, would it be a case of him taking your mask or you both wear masks? Like, just paint the picture. I think in the perfect world, I, I would love to step out of the ring and kind of just pass the torch on to, to my son. You know, a lot of people talk about the possible turn and then father versus son. Um, for me, it would, it would mean much more to, uh, you know, take my mask off and say, here, it's your time. I'm stepping away. Continue with this writing, you know. Um, hopefully that one day his kids, God willing, you know, they decide to be part of this industry or even my daughter's kids, you know, God willing, uh, somebody that can continue with the legacy. I actually had no, I had no idea he was going to want to be part of this world. And uh, he surprised me at a very late age. 
and but he's been doing incredible. So I'm hoping that that rich generation passes on. Is that same for you, Dom? You'd like the name, mask, and all that good stuff? Honestly, I was just happy to have the Mysterio behind me, you know, because I, sh- I, I had no clue. I showed up one day and Dominic Mysterio was popped up on the, on the <laughs> like the big screen. So I, I asked him. I said, Did you, "Is that you?" He goes, "No." It stuck, you know. So I liked it. Um, I'm, of course, you know. I think uh, lineage-wise and you know culturally and just with with our me being third generation i think one day i think ray mysterio that's that's him here in the states but ray mysterio jr is is something that's i believe i don't know i I don't i don't know the the correct word for it but i want it I mean, it's, it's been with you now, so yeah. there's no turning back. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically a promise. Cheers, yeah. guys. Thank you all so Yeah, really cool. Yeah, I don't want to see like a drama storyline with them, you know? Yeah. It's kind of stupid. It, it's not needed. And it would not only be better, it would just mean more for people who have not just watched Rey Mysterio God since the early days, but the people who have basically watched Dominic grow up. To get to see that passing of the torch, that means way more than just your little basic bitch. Oh, he's going to turn on him. Everybody in the third cousin turns on people. That story's all dried up and it's not going to work. Yeah, it's been done to the ground. No need for it. Mm. No to place the point for where it, really. now, every time a team, if, if a new tag team showed up tomorrow, people would be like, I wonder who's going to turn. That's how played out turning on people is. Yeah, like what's the rush world but, of turning, but, right? But that would be such a cool moment. So cool to where as he was describing it, I was picturing it in my fucking head. <laughs> like, like that would be an incredible moment for him to hang up the gloves. And even if Dom doesn't necessarily wear a mask, basically let him know that like, hey, you're carrying this family's name now. Yeah, what because it's no some secret weird that kid has showed out three times over since he started this. Mm-hmm. Very true. Good old Dom, and he looks good in the ring too, right? You know, it's like he's not oh, yeah. green the kids, at all. The kids are natural. I hate that they he's give him a storyline where he's cool green. The cool thing is that he's still in, he's still getting better. Yeah, like I said, I hate that they're giving him a storyline where he's green. Yeah, he doesn't need it. That kid had that match with Seth Rollins, and you would have thought he'd been in the business three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. All right, what else do we have on our program? It's a thin program today, aside from us having to go over weekly stuff, which there's still tons of weekly stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, we're hearing about a return of Marty Skrull. Yeah, I did hear a little inkling that he might be uh, on the way back. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to be received, right? We know exactly how those type of fans are going to receive it. I, for one, am going to be happy to see him back. I've always been a Marty Skrull fan. I enjoyed him. He has one of my favorite theme songs. The guy's just a talent in the ring. So he comes back. I'm going to focus on what matters. And that I know is that the guy could fucking go in the ring. Yeah, apparently he's being advertised here. Let's bring this up here. This is a Halloween Fan Fest, a CWA event, October 23rd, 2021. So hopefully that works out for him with the way shit is, you know? Was there ever, yeah. I mean, he did admit to certain things, but not really anything that was law breaking. Everything was within the age of consent, to my recollection. It was just yeah. a little bit. It was. It, it was. 
let's be real. I'm probably going to get heat for this phrase, but it's the typical thing we hear on here is hearsay with no actual lock it down type evidence. Yeah, well, what has he was by his own admittance inappropriate, but not I don't think it was to the point of taking his yeah. livelihood away. But the way the world is now, you so much as even have an inkling of you might have done something. It's just like, no, take it away. Yeah. And it no seems like there. every time we're on here talking about it, it always is the same way where nothing actually comes of it because nothing else comes out past that first story. Except Cosby, he's gone. And it looks like R. Kelly's gone, too. Cosby gone, yeah, R. Cosby gone, R. Kelly's gone. But then again, that's because they had more than just one accusation. And they went through they a legal means. Shit. They didn't try to cancel R. Kelly's animated shorts. They tried to take him to court. And now he's going to be serving life, from what I understand, right? Right, like they actually did shit. Versus all these speak-outs and me-toos we always talk about on here, where they'll show... They, they, they'll say one thing one time and then the internet will just shut everything down. Like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby are proof of what happens when you actually have the evidence there and you actually do something with it. Mm-hmm. Like shit it's actually true. gets done. Yep. Another person who might actually have evidence that's going to be dealing with some shit is an old buddy of ours, huh? Is it the... Oh, yep. He's at it again. You know what the funny thing about it is? I literally had pulled this up because I was like, hmm, don't know if he has this one on here, but just in case. It was a topic-heavy so, evening. I figured why not. The kicker about this one, did you know exactly when his particular instance happened? Like what had happened right before? No. Oh, the video? Yeah. Um, well, basically, John Jones had, um, this past Thursday, was inducted into the fight wing of the uh, UFC Hall of Fame for his 2013 war against Alexander Gustafson. And hours later, not days, not weeks, not months, hours, gets arrested in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And there was an interview that came out where he said he's trying to stay out of any kind of illegal shit. Yeah, he was like, I'm trying to have more legal fun. Hours later, arrested. Unbelievable. Law enforcement sources say that they received a call from Caesars Palace around 5.45 p.m. Cops responded to the hotel where they made contact with the UFC superstar. The domestic violence charge is a misdemeanor, but that tampering or injuring with a vehicle is a felony. The 34-year professional fighter was in Las Vegas this week because of the 2013 fight against Alexander Gustafson, like you mentioned, being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, motherfucker, you talking about going up to heavyweight. Your stupid ass can't even stay out of trouble. Like, bro, we still doing this shit, Joe? We still doing this shit? You got stripped of the light heavyweight championship twice. Twice. And we still doing this shit. Wow. Yo, Dana, stop fucking with this guy. Like, I don't I don't give a shit how great of a fighter here fighter he is. You have fighters that aren't anywhere near as good that give you way less fucking trouble. Well, this is a bit different because it's not drug trust, domestic violence and tampering or injuring with a vehicle. So we need to hear But it's the just details. still more legal shit. It is more legal shit, but we'd have to hear what was the domestic violence? He got into a fight with a woman, his wife. With, was there another man involved? Was it over a woman? Was the was the tampering or injuring of, with a vehicle charges? Did he try to run somebody down? Like there's so many details in the formalities of the charges. Because I think what the, the one before that, the last time she got in trouble, wasn't it like, I think it was like a hit and run or something. Yeah, he literally hit, and then he literally ran. Like, he got out of the car, like, in GTA, while the stars were flashing on the screen, and just started fucking running in one direction. 
and then ran back for and then ran back to the car and then ran back again. I think he ran back. No one ever confirmed if I think he ran back to get some stuff and vacate it. Right, like oh my word. He plays life a little bit too much like GTA, right? Right. Like, like, like could just do something get, stupid get and then be like, oh shit, together, and then run off. <laughs> oh my god, exactly. Oh shit, I know like, I can touch never, that. Fuck. Fucking incredible, isn't it? It's just like what the fuck is going on? I don't get it. I don't get how are we still doing the same song and dance jumps? He's a Daryl Strawberry. He's a Daryl Strawberry of MMA. Like, oh my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I feel like anything that I say is going to be something that I've said in previous episodes. And even though I know we have a turnover when it comes to audience, like, you, what the fuck am I going to say? You know, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we say in here that's been said like a thousand times. Do we just reenact those old roles for new listeners? <laughs> I should just make a drop board for John Jones and for, uh, and for WWE screwing up and just press certain buttons of things that we would say, right? I mean, let's be real. You could probably pull up one of my old fucking second servings and find got some old shit. <laughs> like, how are we still doing this again and again? You would think at this time, he, by the first time, you should have learned. How are you still fucking up this much? And it's like I said, all the while he's talking about going up to heavyweight and getting ready for heavyweight. It's like, motherfucker, the heavyweights stay out of trouble. What are you talking about? Yeah, not happening. There's certain points where it's like, I wonder if Dana White is seeing past the dollar signs. Because, yes, I get it that John Jones is money. But John Jones is also a fucking problem and a liability. Do you think he's going to come back after this, though? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't think he should. I don't think Dana should let him. Because at this point, he's burned Dana so many times. But I, I don't even know. It's been forever since the last time he fought. It's been forever and a day since he's talked about coming up to fucking heavyweight. Like, yeah, yes, he's out right there with Stacey. At this point, I would just cut him loose. At this point, I think MMA is too fragmented anyway in the sense that I see so many names that used to be in, in UFC and Bellator. Didn't freaking, um, what's his name? Soldier of God. The old Romero guy's ass kicked, yeah. The old Romero, he lost, right? Lost by decision. But then again, that's and because he wasn't drugged up because the old Romero, even... In the good days, was never good. If he, if it was never actually that good, it's just he all he did. He didn't get popped all the time. His excuse was he didn't realize the fight was five rounds. And what was it? That one time they had him in his seat longer than he way longer than he was fucking supposed to. And then it's just like well, you, with Yo Romero, he's one of those guys. I can't even I can't even count him because that dude's never been good. He's just been juiced all the time. God, I, oh man, I wish we still had the juice that the gills drop. I don't know if we do, but that was fucking your old Romero. Which one was it? I don't even remember what the hell it that, was. That was oh. the fucking, uh, the oh, gay right, fish right, song. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, it's not on the board right now. But Fuck. <laughs> don't give them any excuses anyway. Fuck it. Right. But yeah, but on my day, fucking cut the dead weight, please. Jesus. Well, there was another big announcement in the world of MMA. I'm not sure if you saw this one. If it's the one that happened today, I've seen it. On the screen there. Say hello to the baddest baby on the planet. That is right. Because Ronda Rousey has given birth to a child whose name I cannot pronounce. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to hear her say that at least once before I get to it. The name is Laakia. First name is Laakia Macalapuakalakalaniapo Brown. I'll spell it for you. 
L A L A apostrophe A K E A La Akia is the first name. Last name, middle name. M A K A L A P U A O K A L A N I P O O with that fucking dash above it. Ma Makala Puakalani Po. La Akia Makala Puala Kalalani Po Brown. All I'm saying is it took you like 11 seconds to spell that middle name. Yo, I have heard people tell the whole backstories behind their names. Like, my first name is a city. My second name is my dad's name. But I can't wait to hear the backstory on how they came up with that name because holy shit. You got heat for naming your kid Sakura, George? There are people who have named their kid Khaleesi, even though Khaleesi is just um, Darth Raki for queen. It's not even a name. Her name was Daenerys. Daenerys Stormborn Targaryen, not fucking Khaleesi. There are people who have Khaleesi tattooed on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have they have queen tattooed in another language, or it's their name. Can you imagine how ridiculous it is? I can't believe that they would follow a storyline that labor and not understand the lore. People <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh, I, all I'm saying is that after one of those last seasons of The Walking Dead, I'm surprised people wouldn't name these new kids Alpha. I had twins. This is Alpha. This is Beta. They don't talk once. They just whisper. This one's Alpha. This is Beta. And this is Zordon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you joke, but I guarantee fucking to you there's somebody out there named Zordon. I guarantee it. <laughs> there's probably a pair of twins out there right now named Denise and the Nephew. Americans don't get enough credit for creativity. Like, sure, Japanese came up with the Rangers, but we added Zordon. <laughs> right. You, they had a sensei, and we made it a floating head. I saw this one bitch once. I shit you not. Her name was fucking L hyphen A Ladasha. Wow, Japanese names are awesome. What's not to love? Oh God. But yeah, congratulations to Rhonda. Like, I know as long as she wanted kid, like. That's got to be probably one of her. That's probably as far as, as a person. That's got to be one of her best life accomplishments. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now we can get her back in the damn ring. You know. Yeah, man. We can finally get that freaking Ronda Rousey Britt Baker rivalry. It'd be great. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Those personalities will clash wonderfully, wouldn't they? Nah, I want to do Ronda and Shayna. That's what I wanted from the fucking beginning. So let's get let's get it going already. Let's cut this shit already and do Ronda and Shayna. about that? It would be intriguing because I've never seen them on opposite ends. I've never seen them on the same end. They blew the whole chance of doing the horsewomen. <laughs> yeah, because and then on top of that, they see wars now because they fired two of them. The other four never get like like. Let's be real. The the reason that was never going to happen is because WWE's four horsewomen never get along at the same time. <laughs> They don't have enough common sense to have all of them heal or all of them face at the same time so you can just make it happen. Nah. Nope. Well, we'll get Ronda at least. You know they're going to have to throw some money at Ronda. Oh, yeah. All that, money, all that money they saved on competent top turnbuckles on Sunday, they got to use that for Ronda. Mm-hmm. And no, I'll never let it go. <laughs> all right. Next story. So... Let's bring this up on the screen for you. I'm sure you've already heard about this. But there's a new TV deal in town. Another wrestling company, just in case there weren't enough. You might have heard of them. Ohio Valley Wrestling, OVW. Formerly WWE's developmental territory. 
the developmental territory that brought you stars such as John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, and most importantly, Rico. I'm just kidding. Forgot but, um, Rico came from there. You know, that class. OVW. Eventually, they pulled out of OVW. There were a lot of reasons. Yes, Cornette had something to do with that. Um, Because he was the coach at OVW, and he did slap the shit out of Santino one day. For various reasons that we will not get into today. It's all past shit. But the point being, they then went on to do... They went on to do FCW, which became NXT, which is what you see now. So OVW now is going to be airing on the Action Channel starting October 2nd in just a few days. It's going to be 10, um, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, weekly. It's owned by Get After It Media, formerly Lucan Communications. And uh, this is the fifth national cable television that's going to be airing OVW. It's no longer considered developmental territory for WWE. Uh, it's just really an indie company at this point. So OVW will be back in the rotation. Good for them. All right. Well, I think we're ready to talk a little bit about the uh, some of the weekly stuff going on. Actually, you know what? We have one more important story, which is, I guess, a follow-up to the Ric Flair stuff. Yay. Yeah. Where do we even begin with Ric Flair here? There's a lot of it. Wow. He has his own program this week. Oh, God. So for starters, they removed Ric Flair's woo from the beginning of that opening in WWE, you know, when the thing starts. Mm-hmm. The one where like all, all of them sound out of place and shit. Right. They, uh, they took his woo out of there because of what happened, what we talked about last week. Um, they replaced him physically, as you can see in this split screen here, which I'm going to make larger for you. They replaced him physically. We're warrior. So at the part of this opening where you would hear woo and if you smell and all that, he's gone. And warrior's put there. Um and, you know. and now at the Hall of Fame every year we're gonna hear my husband, the ultimate warrior, who's in the intro. Yeah. In all fairness, um they had to put somebody who has less of a controversial history that makes a better example in replacement of Ric Flair. You know, the guy who said queering doesn't make the world go round. Man, I'm so glad I was because I was about to be like, and this fuckhead's better. You like, better put Val Venus there. Oh, dude, if we if if I didn't want to get up there early today, I would I would do it right here in real time. I put the whoa, hello, ladies. If you smell. train. The obvious problem <laughs> with this is we're removing him for what, first of all, is an old story. Second of all, what one British woman said he did versus now we're putting on a guy where we know all the shit he did. Like Anybody but me see how back-ass what that is? No, nah, I don't think they did it because he just No, it because he's been, he's been there even since, even before he, even before he was gone. Like even after he left, he's still been in that intro. They also removed. They're, trying, they're, uh, they're doing their shitty variation of damage control. They pulled down all of his merchandise from their official shop. Even people who they released and people who have left don't have that gone. They were still selling Bray Wyatt shit, fiend stuff. He's gone. They also pulled on that Ric Flair story time video we talked about last week. So they erased all of Ric Flair. They gave him the Hogan treatment. Yeah, we're in cancel cultureville, man. Don't forget it. 
they're ready to screw you right the fuck away. I can't come in the fucking teeth. And, mm-hmm. Yo, motherfuckers ain't crazy enough to come this way. Zeke, we hurt your feelings right here. Rick Flair tweeted out, a man tried to destroy my reputation based on an assumption. I don't even know what to say right now. And there's, I guess, assumptions that he's talking about Rob Van Dam because Rob Van Dam was the one seen on there that had the discussions to talk about with him. Yeah. He's quoted as saying, I remember him crowding her and trying to make her touch him and stuff. And uh, according to Rob Van Dam, he said that uh, I can confirm I didn't say that. And I... And I didn't say that creative editing will have people hearing it different ways, which I did hear him say last week, but I didn't bother to bring that on the air with me because I felt that whenever somebody says something that doesn't really mean shit, I don't really hear it. So I said, let me wait until he elaborates, which he's inevitably have to do, which he did. So then fast forward to what he brought up in the next part of this. He says that, uh, he said, just watch Dark Side of the Ring. Heavy. Some insight for those who can handle it. I haven't seen Ric Flair's dick. My comment about fans shouldn't see him doing the helicopter was a response to Dark Side of the Ring telling me that's what they were told. They shouldn't. I don't want to see it either. I said, quote unquote, trying to make her touch him, referring to his body crowding her space and her backing up like bad breath was in her face. I thought maybe they were playing from seeing a similar scene at the hotel bar but i wasn't interested in naked rick still lame i tried to sleep so that was a bit more of an elaboration rob van dam gave and then after that uh he said i'd say about 90 percent of the articles i've read when my interviews are changed somewhat although not always as impactful i'm used to it i'm surprised that people can hear the facts afterwards and still ignore them for their own suitable comprehension though that's people i like R- rvd but I'm more surprised that you are saying that 90% of the articles you read have changes in your interviews and that you've stood by for that shit 90% of the time, as opposed to most high-strung celebrities that would be like, don't misquote me. That's like when we have a terminology called misquoting people. You can sue people for slander for that kind of shit. You can't just go around taking words from people and just making them being used subjectively. We had, I had a conversation with somebody about this that got sucked in by covid propaganda because they did they weren't strong enough of mind to be able to see uh the way that the message was being presented to them and uh to me that's one of those situations where it's kind of like you have to know when to stand up and know that words are being misused and if they're about you then you should definitely open up and say something about it you know um, and this so I, I see what he's saying like all oh, articles could have misquoted him it's not like i'm even really doubting that I don't know one way or the other. I'm going to stay 50-50 on it. But at the same time, then why why be giving those, those kind of interviews? And also Dark Side of the Ring um, is known for taking a very uh, negative approach towards the content that they're covering. That's why it's called Dark Side of the Ring and not Happy Days in the Ring. So, I mean, you know what you're talking about there. You know what I mean? And if you're aware that in media and with journalists, there's a 90% according to your own math ratio of them being able to twist your words, then why in the world with that knowledge would you contribute to something so severe and serious and career threatening as Dark Side of the Ring being fully conscious of the count, the cancel culture that surround us? And then after you make that decision, not even take accountability for that decision, but then go in the exact opposite direction of it. You know, sometimes thought has to go into the decisions that people make here. And it's kind of like, you can't go and say something, something like, hey, I didn't know he was going to take it that way. You know, like, 
that's literally part of what comes with being in the public eye. Misconceptions and misperceptions. And if you're conscious of them, then don't do it. Exactly. I believe that Rob Van Dam knows this. I feel like really this is damage control. Like, I don't know. I'm really good at catching misconceptions and things like that. I didn't get that vibe watching it. I heard him say what he said. And no matter what way I put those words in, there's really no unincriminating way for it to work. You know what I mean? But whatever. Yep. That's what was said. What was said. It's unfortunately affecting Ric Flair is the biggest problem with it. Um, Ric Flair put up an image that just said, live your truth. Also, the ESPN 30 for 30 director, Rory Kampf, was the next person to take his uh, bike and start backpedaling because he's quoted as saying, I never heard that he forced himself to touch his genitals, that he forced someone to touch his genitals. Everything with Rick was, was constructed as negative. I tried to address in the 30 for 30 his drinking, his philandering, his adultering, his money problems. It's quite a bit, but never, at least in the people I spoke to, no one ever brought up that he would force himself on somebody. I did hear about him exposing himself, which we, spoke, we mentioned this quote last week. But then he goes on, he says, I saw there was an article on Deadspin about it, and I read it today, and I think it's a pretty valid criticism of the film. Some of the wrestlers kind of jokingly talk about it. That would he would expose himself, and in our story, he was exposing himself to the wrestlers. But there's another story in the 30 for 30 where, where Greg Gagne talks about him doing it at a fraternity house to girls that were coming up. And that's kind of told humorously as well but as the director i'm kind of responsible for the tone and the tone is humorous so it's something when i look back on i would say i think it's a mistake that i made or if we went with that we should should have should show the aesthetics of the results of of that kind of behavior which we did in other areas of rick's life in the film he jokes a lot in the film about just being a philanderer but then you see the results of that from the talking to his children and his ex-wife and you see that there's victims to this kind of lifestyle his drinking people call him out on some of the this behavior it was important for me at the time if somebody looked at this behavior including rick sometimes he would tell a story and smile but then you would see the other side of that as a filmmaker that's what i tried to do is to give kind of both sides and leave things maybe a little ambiguous and let the viewer figure it out so um he the backpedaling is him saying that he shouldn't have portrayed the uh which we showed that animated short before he shouldn't have portrayed the uh the joking the plain shit jokingly everyone's like oh in hindsight i shouldn't have found humor and shit that happened a long time ago so much for the old saying you're gonna look back at this one day and laugh god forbid you do though cancel your shit i'm gonna look back and still laugh i dare you yeah right all right. Anyway, we can talk about the weeklies now. I think, right? I think I've had enough of this story. I'm sure I have more in it, but I've I've, I've lost my care. Uh, yeah. See, we got actual shit to do, so we got all day to talk about it. We can talk about AEW Grand Slam, though. That would be nice to talk about. Yes. Yeah, Grand Slam was something special. It was live from the Arthur Ashe Stadium. Mm-hmm. But before and we even they get... kicked it off with a bang. Yeah, and before we even got into the stadium, let's take you back to Newark the previous week where Max Caster uh, spoke to Tony Khan.
he claimed. Everybody thought he was gone for good, huh? I guess he isn't. Oh, no, I knew he'd be back. So, Grand Slam was a single show that was split into two that took place in the Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. Now, this uh, this thing was packed. Just to give you a little bit of footage here, fan footage of what it looked like at this place. For reference, that right there is Arthur Ashe Stadium. Here is the line that wraps all the way around towards City Field. City Fields. AEW Dynamite Grand Slam kicking off in just under two hours. We'll see you then. Do you see us now? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. I, I chose. This is my neck of the woods. I chose to sit this one out. I'm good for now. Timing is everything. I'm that huge. Yeah. Uh, but inside, before the show started, there was an interview done with MJF's parents. Did you see this? <laughs> I saw this. Yes. Hey, guys. Josh Chernoff here for Fight. And I am joined by the parents of Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the people responsible for bringing MJF into this world. We are the bad ones. We are the bad ones, and we'd like to say we are sorry. We apologize to the entire world. He is a fucking idiot, but he's ours. Okay, and then, you know, and you're owning that, right? That's awesome. What else can you do? Right, I I agree. (laughs) Right, right, short and sweet, a little bit different than when I've spoken to your son in the past. Uh, but also not quite as hurtful towards me, so I appreciate that. I think you're a very handsome man. Don't listen to that idiot. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Well, hey, tonight, I mean, you're here, Arthur Ashe Stadium. There has to be, you you might think he sucks. Right. But there has to be even that tiny little bit of pride in watching him, or maybe you're just excited to see him uh, get his ass kicked. I'm happy to always see him get his ass kicked. He deserves it. I'm not allowed to kick his ass anymore because I'll go to jail. Okay, well, that's fair then. So now you get to kick his ass. I can still kick his ass, though. That's true. Nobody's sending you to jail for that. Nobody's sending me to jail. No, all you do, get him in front of the judge. The judge meets him for a second. They're like, no, 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 you're good. I don't care. I don't care one bit. He still respects his mama. Well, there. See, he's a nice, good boy. Anyway, if you'd like to see him get his ass kicked or kick someone's ass, you can go right now to AEW Plus on Fight.TV. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're very Thank welcome, you. This has been a pleasure. We're, we're sorry for introducing him right. to the world of wrestling. We are sorry. We apologize now. I accept your apology on behalf of everybody here. Thank you. Wow. The parents resent them, too. Rejected. Rejected. That's pretty funny. They are great. Mm-hmm. That's fucking wonderful. All right, let's talk a little bit about the actual dynamite. Let's bring some shit up on the screen while we're at this point. Mm, There we go. All right, I'm ready to roll when it comes to this. Let's see. So we start off with Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega with Don Callis. Yeah, and the reason why they do that is because your longest duration of time when you go on the air in that time slot is the beginning, which means you can bring somebody a full match with no commercial break. So... Smart move. That's why you sometimes see matches like that for anybody who's wondering. You got to factor in. You can't treat everything like a pay-per-view because not everything is a pay-per-view. You know, they have to keep television in mind for things to look and go a certain way. Uh, this had some really cool sequences in it. Callis needs to be there with his man. Of course. Of course he does. And that look. The way they start out here is really cool. 
by the American Dragon. Brian Danielson dropped Omega. Danielson's got great kicks. Very effective. They're, he's very strong in his lower body. Yeah, you can see it. And he's forcing I like to start it out with a slow pace here. We saw a few and weeks ago. Omega rolling through the arm like that, bringing Danielson it back. Danielson locked in that LaBelle lock. Kenny Omega was tapping instantly. That is the dangerous, the danger of the submission wrestling style that Brian Danielson gets to possesses. Yeah, gets he for getting to the ropes first. That's legal, guys. It's part of the game. You know. Uh, overall, like I said, it, it looked really good. There were a lot of cool sequences and stuff that they did during this. Um, you know, very talented. I mean, this was this match was everything that you would have hoped for, uh, as far as like an all-time classic match. Yeah, and honestly, I think the way it ended was almost kind of one of the best ways it could have ended. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll definitely uh, get there. Yeah, oh yeah, but, we'll get to the finish. Yeah, but yeah, definitely stuff like this, seeing him doing joint manipulation, a little bit of British style there, bringing down the foot, stomping it. You know, I thought that was really solid. Um, the way he works the, the left arm here, you know, bringing the arm all around, taking him to the corner against the turnbuckle, you know, hooking it over the top the top rope in the corner, the chops, everything he does, you know, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson stuff more than Daniel Bryan stuff. And yet yeah, it is yes kicks. Hard You can see here. But you notice he, he changed it up. He's doing chops and stuff, too. He's not pandering to, like, the old style. You know, so yeah, I thought that was he's, also he's really added cool. a little bit more of a twist to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, where are the yes kicks? Let's jump a little bit further in this match because this match was over half an hour long. Believe it or not, folks. Okay. The ebb and flow of this matchup is incredible. This has just turned into an absolute firefight. As now Danielson, uh-oh, heading up, looking for the hook on Rana. That was cool. I love this form in it. Danielson makes the cover. One, two, no. I like how Danielson didn't release him on the Huracan Rana. He went down with him. He kept the. Yeah, he's right about that. That is really cool. There's another cool yeah, part coming up here. Yeah, people released him and let them launch, but now he kept him like close. Legs clenched around the head as they went down to the mat. Putting even more impact, distributing even yeah. more impact on the shoulders and spine of Omega. Great point, Tony. And now once again returning to the arm, the shoulder of the AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega. Wow, what a way to start a program, huh? Good God. Watch Couldn't this. get any better this than this. You're a pro wrestling Slips over fan. there, right. rolls through. Omega rolls out, and Omega with a work and run of his wow. own. He planted his head. He that was pretty cool. Good work from them. What was Sloppy George? It wasn't Sloppy. Stop it. He was talking about the Hurricanrana, and it's only because it happened in AEW. When you lock the head, when you lock the legs, and you don't let go, that's how it's supposed to look. Look perfectly fine. Yeah, because Omega didn't lock his legs. He did just the regular Hurricanrana we see everybody do. Mm-hmm. It's not that one was better than the other. It's just that there was a different thing, and it, make, it makes the move look different. Yeah, the opponent didn't have to jump. I like the sequence here into cattle mutilation as well. Omega was going over the top looking for the blue shadow, but no. Danielson rolls through. Two. Oh, Omega nice. grabs the trunks. Two. Wait a minute. And now Danielson. He's got the They pop before he even fully applied it. That was really cool. Could they do Could be over now. Look at the locked hands. And ball the foot on the rope for Omega. Ropes, my friend. Lucky ropes. 
You know, got to have those lucky ropes. Over and fans haven't seen it in a while where they know it's coming and they pop. Yeah, exactly. But this it's an unmistakable move. <laughs> yeah, and this entire thing, the Snapdragon on the ramp where his body slides, this is pretty brutal. Omega struggling <laughs> to his feet on the ramp. And Danielson. Perfect <laughs> technique. Wide base. Boom. I like the way he looks when he blocks yeah, the last on the one. Right, Watch. On the right foot and... I never noticed him now. He's a left-handed kicker. And a right-handed kicker. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh my no. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's rough, man. JR's reaction was awesome. Yeah, he slid. expect his body to slide like that. You know, it's one of those it's lucky physics. It wasn't supposed to, but the slide made me laugh. Yeah. And then the there was this brutal running V-trigger here. Yeah, buddy. I, I think he's trying to get a running start here. I think you're right, Tony. Here comes the champ, it looks like. Oh, no, no. Boom! Oh, the oh, my God. Motherfucker came from downtown. Mm-hmm. Nasty, nasty running V-trigger there. Uh, yeah, Omega really worked him hard for a guy that WWE thought was going to explode on contact. You know, well, that's definitely not the case it's, here. It's, it's, having a, it's having a set of nuts and letting the guy go. Yeah, because Omega was definitely not pulling his punches here, you know. And I'm glad Brian that Brian knows how okay he is. Like, it's a it's the wonders when people actually put a half amount of faith in the guy. Omega completely changed the complexion of this match, without a doubt. Buckle bomb straight over the top here. Look at this! Oh, oh my God, the impact! Yeah, nasty, right? Yeah, but I remember I liked that he was doing stuff about doing stuff like that because that showed that. Basically, Tony Khan had enough faith to think, okay, this guy knows his body a lot better than all of us. If he's willing to take it, let him do it. George, yeah. it, it, oh, it. Omega's left silly shit out of his matches for forever. Cornette just likes to bitch. No, Omega's been Cornette somewhat just silly. Cornette just doesn't like Omega. No, Omega's been somewhat silly at times. It's like lately he has been, been upping his game more. This is a... <laughs> This avalanche even backdrop. when he's not that bad, Cornette like blows a gasket. I think even Tony Khan said one that one jig in a five star match has gone on for fifteen minutes, and then Cornette says, "I think even Tony Khan's been we've we've quoted him on here saying that he listens to Cornette and thinks he's very wise, and that he's he's right about a lot of the things, you know. But uh, yeah, here is an avalanche backdrop here, and Brian Danielson up to the top. The avalanche backdrop. Nasty. Uh, really cool sequence. Let's see. Where is this at here? Actually, coming up a little bit after this, I did like this perfect Plex-esque spot that he does here. Bring this up on the screen. Obviously. But you're right, Excalibur. Trapped underneath. These two are kicking each other's ass. Omega. Traps the kick. Nothing pretty. Oh, just a right hand to the jaw. Right over the top. And Danielson's left hand was down, and Omega took advantage of it. And now Danielson fighting his way back in. Firing back with oh. those left jabs. He he baited Omega in. Bang! The shot from Omega. Rolling elbow strike. He was going for the V trigger. He caught him. And now the shoulder capture. Oh, he's got him. Shoulders are down. One. Shoulders are down. Referee's there. Nice. I believe that was actually that was a re- 
Regalplex. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was I really corrected. <laughs> I saw it there again. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, really good looking stuff as far as that goes. Uh, what else in this match? Oh, yes, yes. The Avalanche Dragon Suplex was pretty crazy. That comes up in like another couple of minutes of the match. That move has scared me ever since the first match with Okada. Mm hmm. Because every time I see him, every time I see him get in position, I have an instant flashback and I'm like, oh, Jesus, don't drop him like that. Going to utilize, they just got to monetize their own, uh, their own help. And look at this. Both men up to the top. Omega. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Rough stuff. Keep in mind, people, this was the opening match. Opening brutal match. They said we are hitting the ground full fucking speed. Yeah, and then they did. (laughs) This whole thing was cool. This was essentially uh, bring this up for you guys. This is like I believe a V trigger, um, one wing angel reversed into poison rana. And now Omega. Omega wants to end it. That's what Omega wants to do. And now, then the V-Trigger! Those unabated V-Trigger shots can be debilitating as hell. Oh, he's going for the one-winged angel here. No one in AEW has ever kicked out of the one-winged angel. Daniels and oh, Head first! Head first into the shallow end of the pool. Goes the AEW world champion. <laughs> JR's commentary. Uh, what else? Oh, you get Busaiko Knee. Yes, Busaiko Knee. They say Has it here. Has there ever been a counter like that? Countered into V-Trigger. An incredibly well-timed reverse work on Rana by the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Omega's trying to fight through the pain. He charges in V-Trigger. Danielson evades. Oh, what a shot! Yeah, he's got okay, he collapses up there. Again. Look at him pounding the man. Referee's got to monitor these unabated shots for the protection of the athletes. Oh, the boost like oh. knee countered into a powerbomb. Omega rolls Danielson through V-Trigger. Beautiful counter than the v Yeah, that was dope. What, his, what are you talking about? His tope? Like that middle rope tope shit he does? We see that on every fucking match. Everybody does that. Right. The girls There's do that. like a thousand other things that were more interesting than one dive. I'm not out here just reviewing shit that looks nice. Like just things that are like little out of the ordinary or sequences that work well. Like you see fucking middle rope dive And even all the then, time. it was like there was like a thousand other things that happened besides the one dive. Yeah, I mean, it's good and everything. And then me, of all people, who's not a fan of the middle rope tope suicida, you know, I find it (laughs) takes away the pace of the match and doesn't really do anything for me. I don't give a fuck about his dive. What, the middle rope dive? dive all the time. Yeah, he He did. He would do like four in a row. Sometimes that's all he did. (laughs) I think I saw, matter of fact, when he got hurt, it had the the surrender, I think it was the intercontinental title. It happened because of the dive. Yeah, Yeah, that middle rope That's always been his arsenal. As a matter of fact, I thought when he came back after they thought he was going to be gone forever, that he would never do it again. It's one of the first things that he started, started doing. doing. Like in his first feud, didn't, didn't uh, the first two people who fucked with him was Zayn and Owens, right? And he did it on them. He did it on them. He <laughs> like four times. In jeans. I don't even need the tights. It's funny because I legit had the, the dive and I was like, these guys aren't going to want to see the fucking dive a thousand times. And I took it out of there. <laughs> and then someone asked for the dive, go figure, right? 
You know, the funny thing about it is he mentioned that I, with everything else that happened in that match, I forgot that he dove. Kenny Omega in rare form hitting an attempted Phoenix Splash. Heading to the top. Another big risk being taken. Who he beat? He's thinking Phoenix Splash! Nobody home! No, they weren't. I haven't seen him do that in about a year or so, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump you a little bit ahead here. I like this sequence because it's uh, essentially it's the knee into the V-trigger, ripcord reversal into the rolling elbow, answer the backward, a rolling forearm. And they're running out of time. Oh, Megan and Brian Danielson have put on a clinic here. Oh, just a headbutt. Maybe it's a little bit before this. You saw you heard how it got quiet when if everybody heard the, 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 the reminder about the time limit. They got worried. Like, oh, yeah. no. Oh, wow. There was so much going on. Everybody there. forgot about it. Right here is what I was talking about. Goes for the running knee. Oh, the knee! The psycho no knee, really. But on the we, second one, he answers with the V-trigger. And he goes for oh, a ripcord. When he hits the ripcord, this guy winds up reversing that. Hits him with a rolling elbow. This guy answers back again. A race against time. A race against time now. And the clock. That was cool. They're in the deep water. Keep in mind, they had this big man at almost 30 minutes. And they've just been going for 30 minutes. And then the time runs out, unfortunately. That was was crazy. The time runs out, and they have to split them up. I think it was one of the things I think we've mentioned before with AEW. They always acknowledge the time limit, but you don't too often see that time limit expire. But it's important to have it there because it gives you another out for a finish. Yeah. And I think it was the right way for it to end, really. Yeah. And then, of course, you have stable warfare that is a draw. If there was one more minute in this match, I think Brian Danielson would have beaten Kenny Omega with that LaBelle lock. Ah, Danielson, Omega. Classic. I had a feeling the time limit was going to happen going into this. That's what I expected, honestly. I I still like that they did it. And Adam Cole hit kicks, and that's great. Damn it! I didn't know if it would, but I was like, if there was ever going to be a time for the time limit to draw, this is going to be it. And it doesn't matter if anybody does. Here comes Shane Thorne's friends. Look at Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Oh, Crocodile Thorny. Thank God they were nearby, so to speak. Good God. This Friday night, part of Rampage Grand Slam, a special tour. That was pretty cool. I liked the way they did that. Yeah. That was not Jungle Jim. Don't you ever bring that WWE horse around here. Our top rooms work here. Okay. CM Punk does another five-star promo, because why not? Was take all of this away from me. They don't want to hear cult of personality. They don't want to see happy CM Punk coming out here and enjoying professional wrestling fans. And then, well... Then I get really pissed off because it's been so long since I felt this. It's been so long since I had this. It's been so long since I needed this. I get pissed off because nobody is going to take this away from me. 
This is mine once again. <laughs> I like that. That was great. He's not playing around. You're not going to take it, Hobbs. I didn't Nor think you, you were. Hook. Or Hook. It's going to be Starks. My money is Starks. Can you even drink it? No. <laughs> oh, man. MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. Good enough match. Salt of the Earth finish. Not going to sit here and clip pick all day. Malachi Black against Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes' intro gets more and more elaborate every time he makes another return. What's this, his 12th return? Every time there's more shit. There is, literally every time. This time he yeah, rises but, out but, of the by, fucking by ground. By the time his days are done, that motherfucker's going to have an entrance like Christ came back. Is it Christ or is it Cody? He looks like Homelander. Remember we used to joke and say he was looking more and more like Homelander? Yes. <laughs> and now he's looking more and more and more like Homelander? The last time we saw him, that's what we said. He looked like, home, we like Homelander, Homelander before. We didn't even call him Cody the last time. He comes out looking like Homelander. We, we, I, we've been saying <laughs> that for a while, and now he, he has the full thing. Cody Homelander Rose. Tarn Anderson there. He what the hell is that paper with him? They got a game plan. They wrote that shit down on a piece of paper? Come on. Brandy is back. Yeah, Brandy too. Being accompanied by the enforcer, Arn Anderson. So the two of them show up Homelander-esque. Did they ever address him retiring and leaving his boots in the ring? I think, I don't know, I don't know if they ever like fully acknowledged it like a retirement. But that's what leaving your boots in the ring and wrestling literally means. But then again, we've seen other people use that, like to use that to either continue or kickstart a few. To, right, especially because he, he got his ass kicked right after he did it. Right, but then take the pencil and paper that Arn's holding and write in a part where we explain his return. You know, like they literally just had him walk out like that. That's a little bit lazy. Lazy. I'm seeing something there. You know, uh, but yeah, maybe that's why the fans you, don't you, like. You this know how stuff. easily I could do it, right? What? I guarantee there was probably more thought out of that than how that top row fell. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't mean I'm not going to go tit for tat with them. This is bad. Oh, yeah. Here, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know that. I guess there's a reason why people boo both Cody. There's a reason why people booed him throughout this entire match, even though he's the babyface, because they don't, they don't like this. That The fans aren't buying this shit anymore, you know, um, which is oh, unfortunate for him because he's a, he's a victim of his booking. And I just think those fans didn't want to see Black lose at all, too. Here you go, roll out of the ring. Here we go. Cody is getting pissed. He can't afford to. What? No, 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 no. Oh, she said, fuck you. You could read it on her lips. And I messed up. She said, fuck a you. All right now, Brandon. This ain't WWE. You ain't the, you ain't the safe interviewer. This is a family friendly show. Women. You know, like I said, this is a family friendly show. You know, which also now that I'm thinking about it, uh, minor segue since we're talking about Malachi Black. Congratulations to him and Brody King, baby, because because of the Forbidden Door, they they are the new PWG Tag Team Champions. Oh, very cool. 
Very cool. Yeah. Brandy tweeted out and said, thank you for the warm welcome, New York City. Sorry about the F-bomb. Not really, though. Bro, uh, George, that was so forever, so forever ago, I forgot about it. Yeah. Overall, very, very good match, though. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'll do a couple spots here that stood out to me. I like this uh, leaping knee strike. Got a black move. Trying to kick the temple. That was the, uh, the bullseye. Written in invisible ink. Cody up to the top. Comes up. Oh, oh the leaping knee strike. He's always had the most beautiful jumping knees. I don't know how he gets so high. This was a cool sequence here. Black just dropped Cody Rhodes to the camera. That's amazing. It's, it's it's like a boxer with educated hands. Black's got educated feet with knockout power. We've seen this knockout power before. He could be looking for that back heel kick. Oh, he went for it. Cody bull rushes Malachi to the corner. Oh, sternum. Soda plexus there. followed by the Meteora. There's a pin right there. Cody's shoulders are, d- are down. We're and back we're- live here on TNT. AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Cody turns the tables on Malachi Black. Oh! That's the closest one yet. Oh, my God. From down. That was dope. I like how half that sequence was during commercial break, and we came back from commercial with it still with them still in sequence. You know, that was nice. And Malachi Black. That's the reason why I recommend watching the Fight TV version of this. You could really see cool shit like that. And I love how the way they stole it, to where he didn't just fall straight back down. The fact that he was running into the wheel kick, he wanted to get sent out of the ring. Yeah, definitely. We have a Cody Cutter false finished situation going on here. Give me a second to bring that up. Malachi countered with that high knee between the eyes. Cody Cutter! The Cutter got Malachi. Now can, the there cross road! He's looking for the three. Cody's on top. Four leg hook. Oh. See how hard they're popping? They yeah. don't want Cody to win. And they're booing nobody, Cody. Nobody wanted Black to lose this match. But more importantly, they didn't want Cody to win. Like they, they've, been, they've been losing Cody for a while. But maybe it's deliberate. Who knows? It's almost so so bad that I think it's deliberate. It would it would it wouldn't surprise me if it was deliberate. Cody winds then, up bumping even before they started booing him. We've seen Cody just straight put some of these guys over. So. He winds up bumping around right here. And Paul Turner's trying to and Arn back back up protesting. And oh no, Cody and Arn colliding inadvertently. He should have stayed off the apron. He slipped. He should have stayed there. Now I know it's t- Cody the all oh, the pump kick knocks Malachi to the outside and Arn Anderson in a bad I way here. Reacts here. Let's get your ass out of here. Exactly. Get back in there. Don't worry about me. He's right. He's like I'm fine. <laughs> Motherfucker wheel kicked me like a month ago. I'm okay. And at the end, I guess this it's funny because Cody, those things about Cody are interesting. A few times without turning babyface, he's lost his cool and unquestionable shit over the years. This is yeah. one of those moments where he hits the ref and it actually costs him the match in a sense. Today's Ole Anderson, oh! 75th birthday. What the hell? Oh! Malachi with the green mist. Malachi goes over again. 
Yeah, we've always seen, especially more in AEW, we've been seeing little elements of like Cody having a temper, pretty much. The Anderson thing wasn't a bot. What are you joking? How? See what I'm saying? Like, if this was you like, think he'd be standing on the apron shit, like that. It would be just perfectly arranged. No, because AEW with his Cody, it was a bot. Yeah, definitely not. Logic, please. Logic. It was suggested to Cody for him to turn heel, and he was quoted as saying, to go from a warm reception to an adversary reception, I'll retire before I become a heel. I'm not going to make decisions that are bad for our youth to see. That's the challenge. How do I maintain where I'm at when the crowd wants to get a different flavor? And then Arn was quoted as saying, I'm just speculating, and I don't pretend a mind reader, but I'm trying to get into the head of a wrestling fan. The most talented guy and the number one guy in Hollywood right now is The Rock. There's no disputing that. I'm talking as an actor. John Cena was a guy that had always stood and was dedicated 100% of his time to the fans, to the company, to the business. I like that when he started doing movies and he was no longer with WWE. I think fans possibly not putting words in their mouth may feel a little afraid that they got their support behind these guys and then they got red hot and took off to Hollywood. I think it's just because of the way you present Cody. Cody's not red hot. What was he on? Fucking, uh... The Apprentice or some shit, some yeah, like he has like a, the Go Big Show, the Go Big Show, whatever that thing is called. He was on some some. That's not big. You compare that to the Rock. Be over it. We've seen oh, fans. Cody's been on Family Feud. This might be the last time we see Cody. He, he was on Jeopardy last week. Fans sometimes just get over it. And they just decide to boo. Look at Ronda. Ronda. So Ronda will sometimes do nothing to get booed. So no, Ronda would do things to get booed and. Cody did things to get booed, but those things were shitty booking. He was presented poorly for a long period of time. He was presented poorly for almost 52 entire consecutive weeks. And somehow they even presented him poorly weeks where he wasn't there, which I have to say takes a lot of effort. Like he was presented poorly all the time. He was overpresented, overexposed without even being there full time. He's the only person who's not there full time that has had more returns than fucking Sasha Banks. You know what I mean? Like, and every he's time he returns and every time he returns, it's it's more silly. He comes out of the sky. Angels are singing. He comes out of the ground. Wrestling has only one royal family. You know, fucking trumpets are going off. And it's just a little much as someone who was a Cody fan. When he was in WWE, and you guys know, go back to double-digit episodes. I've supported him the whole oh, yeah. fucking time. It is a bit much. It is like the things that he cares about and that are emphasized on him come off pretentious and a little bit annoying. When he unveils himself from a hood to show me that he dyed his fucking hair blonde as if he actually turned Super Saiyan. Now he's back to dyeing his hair black. <laughs> this time, this time he's the American. Yeah, this time he's the American dream just for the weekend. Next week, he's the American Nightmare again, just for this time only. You know what I mean? It's just too yeah, much emphasis on Cody. You know what I mean? And on it almost sounds like, I hate to say it, but it almost sounds like when you, when you, if you've ever been around like a pretentious cosplayer and all they want to talk about is all the fucking outfits. They couldn't tell you about the characters or the motivations of the characters that they're playing, but they want to tell you about their fucking outfits, you know, to the point that you wish that the villain version of their rival came out and took them out. You know, oh, you're Naruto. I wish Oro Tomorrow was here to fucking rip your head off. You know what I mean? Like that kind of bullshit. I don't want to hear 
about his different cosplaying and this and that. And then the pretentiousness that was with that angle he did against Anthony Agogo where it had nothing to do with American freaking values or patriotism or any of that and shit. And then suddenly oh, yeah. it became about that and him having like a mixed baby. It's just like way too fucking much then he at one point how many intros have we had with oh, oh the regular one the short one the long one coming out of the ground coming out of the air it's the snoop dog fucking remix like there's a lot of cody for someone who doesn't wrestle every week there's a lot of cody in the company realistically speaking he was supposed to be part of the Bullet Club, which is what got his foot into the door and got him over in the Indies in the first place. He's never even really been considered the elite the entire time he was here. The only time I really remember him being elite was when the heels took all of them out. And I think he was laid out with Omega and the rest of them. Really, after that, he went and did his own thing. And then and then instead of really ever being considered one of them or being part of that group, he went and brought in a whole bunch of other shitty angles. Because then we had the Nightmare Family with the, uh, what was it, the trainee kids with QT Marshall and fucking all of the other kids that don't mean us so don't we wind up having scattered jobber matches throughout the whole time as a result of the thing that they did when they turned on cody you know what i mean it's kind of like really i hate to say it, but if you took a, most of the cody shit if you removed it from here would fix a lot of the issues just because of the different ways that people are used around him and this is me liking cody but i'm just saying again i could see why the fans would boo after a while it's too much it's too kiss your baby ish you know what i mean it started out in a good place and then it just went to a snowflakey place, you know? I guess the the red flags were always there and I didn't see him. The fact that every week he was the one doing the interview of a new person coming in and talking about how they went from, what was it, unreliable or some deniable to reliable, whatever that shit was. You know what I mean? After a while, it was just like, all right, how dramatic are we going to get, you know? Yeah, and I there's think. always there's always other stipulations too that make it a more of a focus. Like if I lose this match, I'll never ever become the world champion again. If I lose this match, I'll take my boots off and you'll never see me again. But next time I come back, my hair will be different and my music will be longer. And it's like, just fucking settle down. This company's only been around under what has it been two fucking years already? Yeah, a little over two. Settle down. The only person that's moving faster than him is the one guy that's with Trip. They went from a reluctant star who just got his contract to somebody who's had enough and has to watch his back backstage, who needed to bring in a friend to watch his back, whose friend said, enough of being soft. It's time for you to go for the fucking championship. Don't you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like, what is, like, you're like, oh, Cody, just be in the damn show. I don't need to hear you protect America or how proud you are of having a mix. It's like all these messages that he thinks he's sending to young people are not being received. They're being forced. When you force a message, people start to tell you to fuck off, even if it's a positive message. All of the stuff that he does seems really fucking forced. And now because of that, just like with Roman Reigns, He's getting booze. This is the same. This is the Roman Reigns formula. When you take somebody and you keep pushing and pushing, when everyone you can tell that they just aren't feeling it, eventually that's what you get. I don't blame Cody. I blame them. At some point, something needs to be shifted here. No different than in WWE. You know, there's people doing all kinds of amazing shit in, in AEW. I love Cody Rhodes, but the point is when you really look at AEW, it's a gigantic, amazing roster. No one in their wildest dreams ever thought that we would see the matches we're seeing or the things that are happening happening the crossovers the fact that it's cool to be the impact world fucking champion again the fact that people can go to new japan the fact that people from here to pwg champion we've seen crazy stuff crazy stuff so why is cody the only one flying out of the sky in a cape dressed like homelander like if daniel bryan and cm punk aren't here and kenny omega didn't just have a fucking match you know what i mean why the fuck is he flying out of the sky like homelander you know of course they're gonna boo you 
this is like the biggest wrestling company in, 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 in like forever. And everyone is incredible and everyone's doing amazing things. Nobody's wearing a fucking cape coming out of the sky, though. Just you. Daniel Bryan came out and wrestled in a white fucking T-shirt. It didn't even say Daniel Bryan on it. It was a white fucking T-shirt. I bet he wouldn't have cared if there was no music either. He just came out in a white T-shirt that he probably just got from home in his house from his drawer. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what I mean when I'm saying just the dichotomy here that you see in this company where you got a guy doing one thing and he's getting pops without doing much. But then you got another guy coming out of the sky and the ground and the airplanes, thunder, lightning, taking sledgehammers to destroy thrones and shit like, bro, Jesus, I get tired just thinking about Cody Rhodes. Sometimes he has so much shit going on. Let's wake you the know. fuck up and move on to the next match, and we can get the fuck out of here. You know, like it gets really old, Just and like Daniel Bryan about it has it to the point where I'm tired of hearing about Cody for over at least a year. Yeah, but you know, I can't just keep my my mouth wrapped around this company's dick every time they do a few positive things. I'm going to point out the negative. I'm not going to spend 90 minutes on here licking their taint because they do have issues. They're good, and I put them over. Oh yeah, but we yeah. but we are going to emphasize the negative. You know, and there and there's negative in the way he's presented. And the reason the fans are turning is because of that. Now, in regards to the Daniel Bryan T-shirt thing, he actually was quoted as saying to Sports Illustrated, that was intentional on my part, not wearing a merchandise shirt, not wearing a Bryan Danielson T-shirt. Not that I won't in the future, but the idea is to strip everything down and see if what I present and what I do is enough. And I think it is. I'm at a point in my career where I really want to challenge myself. If it wasn't already known to people, could I come in and get massively over? I think about that a lot. I also try to simplify my life. The older I get, the less I need. A plain white t-shirt is exactly what is it, what is what it is in its most abstract form. And that's a smart attitude to have. And that's the reason he's getting pops and the really? guy in the Homelander cape with the mixed baby is getting booze. <laughs> because it's being presented wrong. You know, so I know that's become a big issue when people are talking about it and everyone's speculating why is Cody this, why is Cody that? Well there there is my take. There's my analysis. Uh, Arn gave his, you know, Cody said he doesn't want to turn, but that's really what the fucking problem is here. It's a little bit weird, you know, but yeah, hopefully they, they adjust that. Just turn him heel. Maybe that ending was, was an opportunity to, uh, to turn. That, the that'd be heel. the easiest thing to do. And the best part about it is if they're going to do it, they're not going to take forever in a day. Yeah. But like, who if knows? Get turned heel, if it's clear, nobody, everybody wants him healed. Make me. Well, I mean, forever and a day has already happened because this transition to them booing him has been very slow. And there's been quite a few hints of him turning heel, but them never really doing it. No, I mean, it. I'm talking about like they're not going to be booing him forever and a day. And then like it's not going to be like the next three years they're booing him and they're still trying to keep him face. We'll like see. once they hit the wall, like he's turning heel. I mean, this is the wall. So I'll see next week. You know, the wall is the fact that Arn had to acknowledge it and talk about it and explain that and compare him to The Rock to justify it. When you're going... Well, you know, The Rock, in any excuse in the world, you're probably losing that argument. Take anything you can think of in the world and start it off with, well, you know, The Rock is the number one star in Hollywood. And it's probably going downhill from there. So the fact that Arn and Cody both had to acknowledge whether or not he's going to turn heel means it's a problem. I've never heard with John Cena, Roman Reigns, or anyone in the past for that matter, at the point where the fans are asking, when are you going to turn heel? It's probably over. You're probably now over the hill with whatever it is you're doing. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And then, and then having Brandy around also doesn't help. One last thing, one last take on having Brandy, who's been in like about, she's almost had as many angles and gimmicks and roles as him. You know, even when to the point where she's in the Malachi fucking match in the ring doing the Malachi thing, like it's too much. So fix that, guys. 
Moving on, we got the tag team match of Darby Allen and Sting against FTR's Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. And uh, Sting looked damn great. Oh, yeah, no shit, because when you actually have him wrestling and not just, hey, we beat WCW, the guy's going to look like gold. That guy's looked magical ever since he came back to AEW. Yeah, well, he looked like shit in WWE on top of the not pushing him. He looks good here. Right He's here in shape here. In the- He's moving yeah, like so Sting. The icon come back to Cash Wheeler up to the ropes. If you look at his movement here, he's moving like Sting. This is the first time I've seen him move the way Stinger moves. You know? And that's very important. That's a very important observation here. The whole time he was in WWE, I didn't get that from him. Yeah, because they didn't bring him back so he could be in shape. And they brought him back so he could job WCW. But this place, they actually wanted to bring Sting back so Sting could Sting. Even at his age, the guy moves amazing. The scoop and the slam. See how good he looks there. Not a, not a bit of hesitation. Under the eight shows. No, that's the sting that I remember. Completely mobile. Doesn't look fucked up in the legs or anything. You know? See, look, he's keeping up with their pace. That's something that you weren't seeing. And they got that great coach and Tully Blanchard who's. Knows as much about tag team wrestling. Him and Darby are a perfect fit. Knows as much about tag team wrestling. Knows as much about Sting. Yeah, like I said, looking really good. Looking really good. Yeah, here, like I said, he's 60. I like, though, that when, uh, when, FDR, when FDR came out, they were wearing NWA-themed gear. Just to fuck with Sting. Yeah, that looked really good. It looks good on them, too. You know, they came out, notice they came out with that new Horseman music, too. They didn't use the FTR theme, even mm-hmm. though it's just the two of yeah, them. Yeah, they basically switched that completely up now. Mm-hmm. Just to get a little bit more sting here, you get a hot tag right after a commercial break. A hot tag from Sting But the numbers just were too much for Darby to overwhelm. Notice how Sting, uh, Tully Blanchard had the towel out. He was ready to wipe the face paint off again like he did to both. All mind games. Yeah, Darby Allen and Sting on Rampage. Dax. Charges in. Dax puts himself... In, oh, in between. I love how they tease that hot tag in there. They let it hang there for the fans. They back Darby in the corner. Darby rolls through. Tag Referee saw it. And here we go. The Stinger. Got the big burst of adrenaline. And he, single-handedly, so to speak, put Harwood away. Nice. Look at this guy, man. Never thought in my life I'd be seeing Sting like this again. Unbelievable tag team match. I mean, these two teams. When you're allowed to get in good shape, you take care of yourself. You come out amazing. Got more left in the tank. Hard shot. Yeah, really solid stuff as far as that goes. Uh, like they came, he came in there, and they let they literally told him be the best thing you can still be. And right now, the best thing he can still be is pretty freaking good. Finish to this was the Darby Allen coffin drop, and while Sting has the Scorpion Deathlock up. Slide. Here you go. That's Scorpion Deathlock! <laughs> Sits down on it. Look. Center of the ring. Cash is trying to pull his partner to the ropes. Darby, look at Darby. Oh my God! Oh! Right on the apron. A dangerous high risk coffin drop. And it's over. Pretty cool, man. Like, I've seen guys break that spot up with drop kicks, clotheslines. I've never seen somebody coffin drop that. Mm hmm. Yeah. That was solid, man. This Darby and kid I, I is like nuts. I like the fact that that tag was so instant because it's like now he knows like there's nothing you can do now. Yeah. 
Very cool stuff. Main event is the AEW Women's World Title Match. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending the championship against Ruby Soho. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. Uh, very solid match. Obviously, Lockjaw was the finish to here. We'll talk a little bit about the sequences and stuff. That apron swing neckbreaker in the beginning I thought was really good. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Avoided contact. Oh! And Ruby got a little bit of offense there with the help. But then she got caught. Britt. I don't know what she's going to try here, but it is. Oh, my God. The swinging neck breaker. <laughs> you don't like Ruby? He thought she's of all right. I mean, of course he doesn't. Act like he doesn't like everybody. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. If it's not Thunder Rosa, does he like him? I don't think so. Yeah, doesn't he just put over Omega? Probably because he reminds her of Thunder Rosa. I don't know. I don't think you like anybody talking bad about AEW. You become one of those fans that likes to look at all the positive stuff about AEW. No, no, I like the negatives. I, I see the negatives there too. Like I, I like I know Homelander's too much. I know. Like I'm at the point where I think it's the it's the best company by far, and my only it's issue is probably Homelander. Right. And and whenever somebody seems to have like two million HP out of nowhere and take like twelve finishes, aside from those two things, it's still the best. I can you, even you know tolerate those two me? things. And this is going to sound weird because maybe this is just how my mind, I guess, works with it. With the Cody stuff, I definitely acknowledge it. Like, I'm right there with you. But I think because it's one of the things I don't like, I take the least amount of time thinking about it, if that makes any sense. Me too, but that's the thing. My thing wasn't the Cody stuff bothers me, and here's why. The Cody stuff I ignore, the fans are now openly booing him. Yeah. And here's why I think. Like, I could just ignore, they could keep him in Homelander gear forever, and I'll still enjoy AEW. But the topic being, and now that everyone's addressing, including Arn, it's like, I think that they're wrong about it being because he's like The Rock. And he's going oh, to, yeah. you know, it's because. <laughs> because <laughs> and that the fans are thinking in their minds, Cody's eventually going to go off to Hollywood and be in Jurassic Park 5 and forget all about us. Like, <laughs> you know, like, nah, man. It's because if Cody's he, in Jurassic Park 5, they're going to stomp the yard him and do like they did Chris Brown and kill him in the first 15 minutes. No, it's because he, it's because their favorite wrestlers come out in regular clothes and do amazing things and he flies out of the fucking sky <laughs> in a cape. <laughs> That's With the main fucking intro. reason. You know what I mean? It's worse. It's like the the cross, Nikki Cross, so Nikki Ash, we somewhat almost forgive her because of the ridiculousness behind it. But he takes that shit as seriously as like Bruce Wayne takes being Batman. And I think that's why people boo him. Because he yeah. acts like Bruce Wayne and Batman. Without being either, you know what I mean. If you really think about it, that's the, that's what Cody reminds me of. He acts like Bruce Wayne and Batman, <laughs> but he doesn't fight any villains or even he doesn't even live in Gotham City. He's Bruce Wayne without the money. <laughs> he, he's like Bruce Wayne at home. <laughs> we, got Bruce Wayne. we got Bruce Wayne at home. You know, he's, oh he's, he's, he's doing both Bruce Wayne and Batman. It's like, Should I write that just, down? Just bring it down. You know what would have been good for him? You don't want to act like Superman. You want to act like Goku. More people will like you if you act like Goku. Yeah. Even though the powers are similar, the difference is that one guy you feel a little bit more comfortable going fishing with. One guy's a little more humble. At least with the poorly written Superman, because I've seen Clark can be very down to earth. But just as a yeah. comparison, Goku acts like everybody is the same on his level. Imagine how different it would be if he came out of the sky in a fucking cape for his fights. You know what I mean? 
floating down oh and freeze is standing there and shit <laughs> like it's just it's just we bad the time we had that energy radiating and shit no, fuck with you. but it, yeah yeah i know i know exactly what you, mean. you you wanna you wanna make sure as a wrestler when you're going into uh role model mode there's a very thin line between being teen gohan and great Saiyaman. You know what I mean? Don't ever like, go great there's a very thin. That's why never go full great Saiyan man, and that's what he did. He and started what we out mean was full. We're talking about the poses, like, like the, the ten minute long Ginyu poses before the fight and everything, all that shit. He started out as a young, promising youth, full of a lot of potential. You know, then he showed his true power and shit. Then he showed his true power. Then his hair turned yellow, and then before you know, it, he's wearing a fucking cape. You know, you were like, what happened? <laughs> And he comes out with his wife. She's great Saiyan man too. Oh no. <laughs> yo. Yo, why would you bring that back? I forgot that oh God. <laughs> oh, I forgot there was a two. Great Saiyan Man one. And great Saiyan Man two. Here we come. <laughs> she actually <laughs> oh. before before this motherfucker brings up more repressed memories. So Brit and Ru and Ruby knocked well, it out of the park. One other last thing, now that I'm just thinking about it here, because this really kills me. <laughs> it, it's really the funniest thing. So now you take Great Sire Man 1 and 2, right? And you put them up against one of the most dramatic, most over-fucking people in the company, and then go, why the fuck are they booing me? <laughs> While you're standing there in a the cake, and Malachi Black's in the ring, you're fucking mad. Go, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> I'll retire before I go heal with a cape. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> with a fucking cape. I'm more mad because I didn't want my mind to see it, but I see it. I'm going to meme him. That shit I'm going to meme anyway. Cody now. I'm going to have him standing in the fucking ring with Malachi Black wearing his Homelander shit. And underneath, I'm just going to put a Cody quote. So that everyone can see how ridiculous it looks. He's standing there going, oh, you know, these fans, what am I supposed to do? Just because of the fans? Yes. You're standing in the <laughs> ring wearing a cape. You just came out from the fucking ground. God. That's a slight tweak here and there makes a difference, sir. He's right, like so Kuno. He, he's like Kuno from Ranma. Is this not one's tradition to introduce themselves first? <laughs> I can't fucking believe you. Oh, my God. I am oh, the rising so star, formerly of WWE. Oh, <laughs> The first TNT champion, the sound of my fear structures, <laughs> the sound of my voice strikes fear in the hearts of my folks. Okay, we gotta move on. We'll be here all day. The son of a plumber. The son of a, the grandson of a plumber. <laughs> oh, we stay on that shit so long. This motherfucker read. This motherfucker got a Dragon Ball Z and a Ronda one half reference. <laughs> that is the universe telling us we've been here too long. Yo, the fans' road warrior popped when they sprayed mist in his face. Oh do one, do one, and everybody went ah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, back to back to Britt Baker, DMD, apron right. swinging neck breaker. Um, the glove thing. We got the glove. Let's not forget that. Let me jump a little bit forward here because we don't want to be here all night. You guys got to go right. watch the shit yourselves. It's a match great. Yeah. Well, what I love about this, and this was the thing throughout the match. When it comes to championship matches, this was the best Ruby I've seen. Like, they let that girl go in this match. AEW Women's Champion is typically portend. Look at this. Yeah. That is the fuck you stance She's right such there. A bitch, and it's awesome. Oh, she's going <laughs> up. 
Going for the stop. No. Blocked. Ruby picked the ankle out of midair. Half crab. Single leg Awkward crab. half crab. Ugly yeah, half crab. I'm not going to lie. That half crab is... is oh, I see. Because that's what she's supposed to be. I don't like it. What it is is that it's not necessarily bending the knee all the way back. It's bending it to the side, which... If anybody's ever slept on their leg funny like me, that is uncomfortable. Right, right. That can, that, that can actually do quite a good bit of damage, so it makes sense. So here comes criticism number two, because I'm only counting all 20 of Cody's as one criticism. Here comes, here comes criticism number two. And it's just, it's just this match, really, where it's kind of like, wow. And I get it. It's the main event, so I'll give them a little bit of leeway. But certain things that people survive are like, yeah, all right, yeah. If, you, if you say so. And this was one of those things where it was just like, I guess I'm just going to have to believe in my heart. You know? Look at this fucking spot. There's the oh, air ra- avalanche air raid crash. I thought it was over. Avalanche air raid crash! And the way she took it, too. <laughs> she took it so bad. She ate everything. That shit. What is not? And there was a lot of shit before that that she kicked out of. Update to her move, though. The riot kick seems to be called the no future. I noticed when she hit it, they called it that. I don't know if, that, if that's permanent, but... Interesting name choice. That's what I heard. And Britt does go over with the lockjaw. You know, Ruby's not going to win in her first match back, you know? Yeah, first title match. She's, uh, she's only been the here for a little bit. By Ruby Soho! What is Rebel doing in the ring? Uh, she's getting kicked in the face! And look, what? Watch out and look the other girl Hader. who can't wrestle for shit. Oh, no. Jamie Hayter. Yeah, look at yo, she, Jamie Hayter. Oh, my God. Did she? Did Jamie Hayter like, bump her own knees? Did Jamie Hayter bump her own knees into fearing? If there was any question about Ruby Soho's conditioning. Is this real? It has been answered here tonight. Oh, the no future. The kick. By Ruby Soho! What is Rebel doing in the ring? Watch Jamie Hayter. She, she fucks her own knees up here. She she doesn't know how to jump off the apron properly. Oh no! Behind the referee's back. What an asshole. Aubrey can't call what she doesn't see, obviously. And look at this! Person. That's thunder enough! It's thunder enough to get into it! And Britt positioning Ruby oh. away from the rope! Oh, oh lockjaw! The end could be near! Oh, Yo, every time Jamie Hayter's on camera, she botches. The only time... Fucking George, fucking George, they just said, Jamie is amazing. No. She's amazing at botching. Remember that one time that we had like three botches from her? Last week? <laughs> you know, like she is oh, horrendous. No, she's bad, man. Like you she is horrendous. Then tell me that freaking Jamie Hager's okay. She's not no. comfortable at all, dude. She's powerfully botchy. Good. How you how do you check your old knees on the apron? That's she almost has a powerful as, knee botches. That's only a little bit not as bad as the time that Tess broke his nose sliding into the ring. <laughs> wait, what? Remember Tess? Yo, wait. George just sat here and talked about she's like the White Ranger. Which one? Like, like, what are you talking what? about? Like, from, like, from what? Powerful, se- but shit. From what, what series? Fuck? Right. <laughs> Is it one of them new ones where it's CGI? That's what I'm thinking. He must be talking about some new one? CG White Ranger. Right, like, the ones with the, the CG one glitches one. and lags. <laughs> 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 Old ones. He can't be talking about. Lag. He 
you can't be talking about Tommy Oliver. Oh, hell no. He was OP, if anything. He didn't botch. That man said Ruby Soho is trash, but Jamie Hayter is like the White Ranger. Jamie Hayter would have fucking lost Saba. Oh, my God. She would have lost him at a steakhouse like Jericho there with the fucking with the belt. She would have been like, excuse me, has anybody seen Saba? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't control the Tiger Zord now. How fucked up and hit her knees on the apron. That's like red velvet levels of shit. Fuck, I lost Saba. He pulled that <laughs> No, no, I don't God. think that she can go. I don't think she can go anywhere. She couldn't go. She could barely go with red velvet. I don't think she could go with Brit. I don't think she could go with Germans. I don't think she could go with French. Nothing. Puerto Ricans, Swahili, Wakanda, nothing. I think that, uh, I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about wrestling, no. <laughs> wow. I just caught that. <laughs> wow. But besides Jamie <laughs> clipping her fucking knees, they did good. They everybody did good in this except the people that weren't in the match, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know what? Even Rebel was okay. She did her normal thing. They can't have yeah. that girl there. Man. She didn't clip her knees on the fucking apron for one thing. So. <laughs> no, I don't even love Ruby. I, I'm 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 cool with Ruby. I'm cool with everyone here. Everyone did better than her, though. You know. Does anyone remember who, who was she before this? Because probably no one that had a title. Jamie Hayter. I don't know. The only reason I remembered that she was an AW around when they first showed up is just because i mean we we know my memory is notorious for just picking out random shit yeah george that could have happened to anybody when they were like in day one trying to figure out how to get the ring watch i'm gonna look her up and she's gonna be like a fucking two-time sparkle two-time sparkle arkansas champion (laughs) go arkansas (laughs) anyway let's move on to uh to Rampage, I have to get Rampage on here. This is, Ram- this is Rampage. At a singles match, CM Punk against Powerhouse Hobbs. And Hobbs goes over. Yeah, right. Right. What will we be smoking for that to happen? What will they be smoking for that to happen? Which, I mean, cool thing that this was uh, Punk's first televised match in seven years. So, another one off the list. And he went back to his original tights. Yeah, I didn't think about that. CM Punk should owe that to us. Well, you know, speaking of making money, AEW will make our Minneapolis, Minnesota debut oh, at the Target Center. We'll see him, Puck, not waiting for this promo, not waiting for us. We're going to make any money. Tickets on sale right now, AEWTIX.com. Friday, November 12th, our Rampage debut in Minneapolis. Well, I can see the strategy Pump is doing already, which is the smart strategy. Go after one of those big legs on this big redwood known as Powerhouse Hobbs. But good luck, those quads are huge. You can see Punk trying to bring... Yeah, Punk looks good there. Um, Still moving good. I like this block to the GTS. Not going to spend a lot of time on these matches. Go watch the damn things. There for a reason. Yeah, probably the last time I'm going to be spending this much detail on matches like ever on the show I'm doing it because it's the Queen's Arthur oh, yeah. Stadium. There's an attempt at GTS. 270 pounds of powerhouse. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Go to oh, sleep. Block. Block. No. Brought into that slam. I thought it looked really good. Hobbs is too green to be out there. No, he's not getting good. He's too green. You're wrong. Yeah, he he needs work. He still needs work. Yeah, you're bringing. He ain't hurt client. nobody, but he still needs. No, work. he did hurt somebody. He hurt somebody right here. He hurt Sam Punk, most importantly. Did? Yes, he did. He hurt him pretty badly. Actually. Hobbs, get out of there! Get out of there! So, don't put him in yeah, here with Hobbs, green people. Powerhouse anymore. Hobbs. Oh, no. Hobbs slips Jockey during this hurricane. On the top rope, 
Try to push him off. CM Punk. I'm going to bring this to full so that you guys oh, can get yeah, a good look. Yeah, I see that. Mm. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh Punk. Oh, 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 the sneaking Rana. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 my. So Hobbs busted his ass there. And in doing so, he drove <sighs> Punk face first into the ground. Punk is face is busted open. I don't know if it was his lip or... Oh my god! Oh my god. Yeah, he got opened up on that line. Yeah. And that's because Hobbs fucking fell. Damn, he landed on his head. Hobbs came down on, on the Hobbs. side of his head. He got spiked by a lateral press. Yeah. One, two, on, no! Out up, boy. That- Look at Punk's face. Job. He drove Punk's face. He and you can see fucked the his face up. Yeah, that's the face of fans that even know. People can just... It's like, that's not good, man. That's what I'm talking about. Again, I hate to complain about the company, but Busted these are the right problems. There, that we can't be having when you're the competition. He's but he's not like a little busted open. He's busted open. What a great counter that was by Punk. And now the Chichikatami. Like he fell. Probably in the most dangerous. He slipped and fell. Probably in the most dangerous place you could when you're getting a hurricane rana like that. Kill somebody. Yeah, he's going for that Juji. Keep That's those not, hands his, clashed. He, he had Hobbs, the don't part let him bust your job. grip. You can see Hobbs with that S grip locked in. Punk smart. He's oh, got the a only, naval grip oh, now. Only, oh, 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 press real quick. George brought up the fact that Punk was in the UFC. He never fucking fought. How long has Hobbs been wrestling? Try again. But, I heard that, I heard about, when you're in the heard UFC, like you're putting yourself in danger. You can't, all you, out. They were like, remember the last time I was in Punk was in Chicago? Yeah, it was his first fucking UFC fight. Have you tried to get in there to get in that? But no. when, you're in the, when you're in combat sports like UFC, you're only putting yourself get at risk. This shit. is like This required the cooperation of two people in order for wrestling to work. So you can't even compare those two things. It's, Where it's If you get worse in the UFC or in boxing, you get your own ass kicked. If you get worse in wrestling, you're putting someone else's bodies on the line. You know? Oh, now looking for the triangle. At no point God, was he's got the triangle locked in. He's trying to put Hobbs to sleep with the triangle. Punk yeah. did his job. Hobbs did do his try again. Yeah, and it was dangerous. If he is getting better, that still that to me shows that he has a long way to go. No, he's not supposed to hurt you no matter how good you are because he's not supposed to slip. If he's good, he won't slip all the time. You know, and if he's new, then put him with other new people like Anthony Agogo and uh. Lee Johnson and all those other fucking guys that they have around. You know what I mean? Like, I get giving young guys a chance, but that's the inherent risk that I don't like because some of them are way too green for shit like that. Punk was in the UFC. Like, no shit. Were you? No. Oh, okay. But moving on. Uh, let's move on to the finish here. Finish Hook, okay. Hook shows up. We'll leave it started off there. Oh, no! 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 Hook just got struck by Hook. Hobbs. No, no! Turn around, no! Watch out, no! Hobbs, get out! Damn it! No! JGS! Son the of police a- kick out! The cover! And the win! Yeah, hey, that's rough, man. Yeah, you gotta be careful, man. Congratulations, Hobbs. You're the first person to enter punk. Well, he wants to put over younger guys. Well, this guy's definitely uh, more noticed now. He's the first person to enter CM Punk in seven years. Last person, if I ever have to do research, if we ever go on the show and have to do research, historically, the only other person to injure CM Punk before him was Ryback. So Ryback and and uh, Hobbs have more in common than CM Punk and Hobbs right now. So he did put him over in that sense. The putting people over sometimes has a bad effect. 
on both him and him. That did nobody any favors. Work with some of the young guys. Sometimes you got the green ones. Yeah, right. Who wants to be killed because of them? Ryback was young and impressionable at the time too. Ryback also gave gave up two seconds after his push ended. So. Next, we got a six-man tag team match: Christian Cage and the Jurassic Expresses, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, against the elites Adam Cole, Matt, and Nick Jackson. And uh, excellent match here. This was another really good. Everything on this was like fire. Dude, this was Why a would nice I blame Tony Khan? Which Tony I mean, Khan couldn't have known that was a klutz. We got, got the um, basically the reunion of the Super Click. Mm-hmm. After all this time, we have not had them in years. Mm-hmm. And uh. Really cool Jungle Boy sequence I want to take you guys through. Ball, baby. Shot across the windpipe by Matt Jackson. Drops Jungle Boy to the mat. That's right. Super click city for sure. I love it. We saw a few weeks ago when Jurassic Express challenged the then AEW World Tag Team Champions, Young Bucks. They were hard away from victory. Kicks Matt. Flips over Matt, doesn't Whoa, slip. Intervening Grabs Nick's arm, doesn't slip. Boy. Grabs Matt's arm, kicks him, doesn't slip. Kicks Nick, doesn't slip. Takes both of them, hits the springboard, doesn't slip. Springboard backflip, doesn't slip. Grabs them both, throws them through, doesn't slip. Kip up, doesn't slip. Nobody's hurt. Nobody's hurt, nobody bleeding. And just saying, George, that's Tony's booking too, so try again. That's how you get licensed music in this company. I saw that, I almost couldn't, I almost had to laugh. It was like Tony's booking, not Hobbs. No, you know, Try Tony. In. Tony does the booking. It's your job to keep your Don't feet dry. <laughs> keep your feet nice and dry. Make sure that they Tony have grips on the bottom. Jamie's botchy ass to slip on the fucking apron. Go to the um. Go to the Usos. Get some Air Forces from them. <laughs> Let me get Black Air Forces, right? Because <laughs> the family has to fucking thing now. <laughs> you know why not? That way, that's a problem. Hobbs doesn't have the proper footwear. Oh, 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 you, oh, you know what? Fuck it. It, it, it's G1 season. Go find Yano. Get some of his tape. Put him on the bottom of your boots. You know, if you're going to keep coming to the ring with Wrangler jeans and skips, this is going to happen. <laughs> 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 I think the Hobbs is really good. It's just the skips and the Wrangler jeans. <laughs> the skips. Oh, my God. Skips and you Wranglers. Know. I can't fucking believe you. Maybe his jock strap was getting in the way when he was up there. You know, was running up. Yeah, that motherfucker, that motherfucker was trying to adjust and do the move at the same time. They need an entire. <laughs> he needs an entire complete makeover. Oh God! We'll start with the judge. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that is true. The fire on his singlet is too hot. It's just too much. You know, it's too sexy, my friend. That's what it is. It's just too sexy. Anyway, um, this sequence is an old school sequence, and it's funny because I'm pretty sure we used it as a graphic five or six years ago. Maybe all, we, all I do remember about it is it was it was after the longest super kick party ever. Yeah, but we have this ex- Bullet Club. We have this exact shot as a screenshot when they did it years ago. In the grips of Adam Cole, the Young Bucks. Look at this, just doing sprints, just hamming it up here. The cardio. <laughs> That's old school super kick shit right there. Oh man, that is great. It's so funny when I see this shot. All I think of is 57 super kicks. That's so good. Cole's face and that kills me. Oh, jumped a little too far ahead here. There's a really cool sequence as well. With Adam Cole in the ring. Ooh. The pump kick to the jaw of Luchasaurus. On point right there. Oh, oh, no. Oh. oh. Adam Cole went for the pump kick. And 
the tail whip rocks Nick Jackson. The roundhouse rocks Matt. It's Cole. Oh, he got Cole now. Oh, he's got a backhand goozle and a fronthand goozle. And then oh. Chokeslam. Chokeslam one onto the other. That's rough. I've seen that. That was pretty cool. That was badass. And things are unraveling for the summer. Brutal, right? Go Luchasaurus. Big man shit. He's like the opposite of Shanky. <laughs> Isn't he? You know what it is because when we'll, we'll get to it when we briefly cover Raw, but the fact that that fucker won a match disrespected me as a person. Aww. Like, how are you seven foot and just get treated like everybody else? What the fuck? He has some cool, cool that's sequence here, special moves. Tags in Jungle Boy. They're looking for Jurassic Express, their tag team finisher. Cole had it scouted. He cleans out Jungle Boy. Great timing by Cole. Double oh. by the by Lu- Cole and Nick Jackson. Luchasaurus took way too long. Reverse DDT by Christian. Excellent job. Uh-oh. Super kick intercepted. Oh, no. He's looking for the kill switch. It's no. Christian Cage. Oh! Oh, about being killed. He's done. Oh, the fake Sorry. super kick, the DDT. Great job by Matt Jackson right there on Jungle Boy. Head and shoulder fake into the DDT. Classic Matt Jackson. We call that a juke. The team Taz Call it a juke. Oh, motherfucker, we call that juke and regular football Taz. Don't you try to copyright that shit. Jump a little bit ahead here. A lot of shit happened in this course, though. Yeah. Almost too much to cover. Wrestling's become huge. Right. Big shining wizard. Big shining wizard. He's got the wind too. The right sunrise. No. The inside leg was hooked, but it wasn't enough. Luchasaurus still in this fight. Adam Cole will knock the head right off this dinosaur. Look Uh-oh, at Luchasaurus, very unsteady. Adam Cole. Oh, sunrise. Good night. Thanks for coming. BTE trigger. We're not done. God, and God. the boom from Adam Cole. They couldn't have killed him more, huh? One, <laughs> two, three. It kinked. That motherfucker yeah. got hit with a Panama Sunrise, a BTE trigger, and a flash shot. Yeah, they put him down. See, that's when it's good to have those kind of things going on. Good God. That man had a family. We have a man of the year. The men of the year, Ethan Payton and Scorpio Sky with Dan Lambert against the Inner Circles, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. The finish being Scorpio beats beats uh, Hager. Rolled up Hager. A wrestler with a fucking inside cradle. You know? A professional or amateur wrestler. Inside cradle. Amongst all the chaos. Um, Whatever. It was a meth match. Jericho actually looked good. I'll say that much. Actually, put on some Jericho looking good. Because people don't believe yeah, it when you moving, say it. He was moving good on this night. Yeah. No, Jericho looking solid. And again, Jericho with a salute for Ethan Page. Yeah, that's not often someone does that to all ego. Ethan Page was a close personal friend of mine, by the way. He's, he's one of my favorite people. I know. You don't he's, like many people, Ricky. I know oh, you like him. I know. But that. he's awesome. I'm Canadian, too. How about that? Oh, uh, Speaking of Canadians, Jericho with these short clotheslines. And Chris Jericho ex as you know. Listen, he's one of the biggest stars in the history of our business. He's a great commentator with us, but he also will kick your ass in that ring. And you see Scorpio Sky very battered, very dazed. Chris Jericho maybe looking to put a quick end to this. I've had the opportunity to... Want to see him hit a lion salt? It happens, I swear. Yeah. He might yell out and do one of his, let's go, baby! He's got to stay on Scorpio, though. Who cares about these fans? Nice reversal by Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky went for the dropkick. Jericho 
Comes off the middle. Oh, fly insult. Well done. Well done. I get One, it. two, no. And a kick out. One of the best line insults I've seen him in a long time. Mm-hmm. Definitely was. But anyway, after Hager loses, we get an, an attack from America's top team. Yeah, they got a physical. Yeah, that means the story's going somewhere. In defense of Dan Lambert, look at this Junior Dos Santos. There's Andre Arlovsky and Dalton Rosta. American top team is surrounding the ring here. I haven't seen any of these these athletes all day. On Jorge Masvidal. Uh oh. Oh, so dope. Here we Where are these go, guys baby. From? Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal. Was in trouble, man. They're gonna get the hell out of that ring. Scorpio Sky and Ethan so Page we have called in the reinforcements. The There's a funny oh, no, thing no, no, I heard in regarding Ben Askren this whole thing. Mm-hmm. What's that? Apparently, because um, Masvidal hits Jericho with the knee. Y'all know the knee I'm talking about. Apparently, I think somewhere else on social media, Ben Askren was like, I should be getting royalties for that. He was like, I want my royalties, bitch. That's what yeah. he said. It's like, no, motherfucker, you're dead. You don't get royalties. Because I watched the fight. He killed you. Yeah, it was funny. It's funny. Yeah, to see obviously, he hit him with a toned down version because you can't just be running around kneeing people in the fucking face like that. Yeah, it's funny to see a heel Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. Notice how that Paige Van Zandt's always as naked as humanly possible. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, I can't remember how long ago this was, but <laughs> I guess there's like heat between her and Dana because I think, um, I can't remember what it was that made Dana say, just stick to. Uh, taking pictures on Instagram and Paige says something along the lines of I make money I make more money doing that than I did in the UFC. It could have been because back when she needed to get a surgery, I think she got herself re racked first. <laughs> it was something along those lines where those two just did not get along for a while. I don't know if they still don't, but eight man tag team match. The inner circles, Ortiz and Santana and the Lucha Bros Pentel Cero Miero and Ray Phoenix team up, being accompanied by Alex Abrahantes against the Hardy Family Offices, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, the Blade and the Butcher, being accompanied by Matt himself and the Bunny. Stable warfare everywhere here, huh? I guess that's why it doesn't hurt to yeah. have a lot of wrestlers because you can always just throw them into a stable. That's what WCW yeah. used to do. And I mean they have like what four shows to spread them out to, so yeah, very cool to see Santana and Ortiz come out dressed in the Warriors attire from the gang. What, what, which gang was the baseball gang in the Warriors? Oh, God. I can't remember their fucking names. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Definitely super close. And this is some uh, homegrown guys. And their opponents first. From New York! New York! At a combined weight of 420. The Baseball Furies. I literally found it right, right here. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, this is great. Oh, look, even, even Excalibur said it. So they dressed as the Baseball Furies. For anyone who's familiar with the movie The Warriors, this was the baseball gang that shows up in the movie. And yet they dressed as the Baseball Furies, one of my favorite movies. And Santana and Ortiz, as you know, are New York neighbors. Anyway, I can't, as much as I love, because believe me, these intros are cool and everything, there's so much shit that happened here. First of all, before we get into anything, what I found cool about this was in 
PNP and the Lucha Brothers, you basically have one of Impact's best tag team feuds before they went to shit. All in one team. Check out this quadra dive. <laughs> That's the only thing you can call it, right? Really? Tana and Ray Phoenix. What do they got in mind here? There's something up. Ortiz and Pat. Oh, my God. That was wild. Brutal stuff, right? That is a ridiculous level of coordination. I love how Phoenix had the safest landing out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, they got some Twilight Zone shit. (laughs) Yeah, the one who you would think is just going to throw his body and bounce off the page. His crazy ass had the cleanest landing out of everybody. This sequence here was an amazing sequence also. We're diving right back into the action here on Rampage Grand Slam. Ray Phoenix makes the tag out to Santana. Ortiz with the assist. Santana with the cutter. Great teamwork. Ortiz the lung blower. Santana the thrust kick. Ortiz almost blew his knee out, but thank God it's okay. They turn the blade inside out. Look at Ortiz. He's on fire. There goes Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn elevated up. Oh, he comes back. That backfired. The no-hand work on Rana and now Mark Quinn over the Careful, Quinn. caught Ortiz on the head with the shins. Oh. That was nasty. So was that kick to block the clothesline on Isaiah by Santana. Big hometown rivalry between Private Party and Santana. Crazy, and right? A lot of history. Just oh, high speed, non-stop Ricky, you're blink. Right. You're going to miss Santana it. Santana Ortiz were the trainers. Yeah, when man. The movement Private in this match Party is something special. Oh, look at upside down kick. Right from oh, tree of wall position on the top the rope. By Penta was nuts, Excalibur. Penta has Isaiah Cassidy up in the backbreaker. Right across the kidney region, Isaiah Cassidy in a lot of pain and Butch almost. It's like these sequences almost feel like there is no ending sometimes. Right, you, you don't know Like the whole match is a sequence, you know, and I like the fact that they used each other on each other's double teams a lot during this. Yeah, I think we talked about but briefly off air, they basically swap partners for some of their double teams. Yeah, which was really cool. Do I have a timestamp of that? Let me see. As a matter of fact, I do. Give me one sec here. I thought that was really cool. Take another look at this. All four men take it to the sky. Two great teams with amazing timing. That was awesome. Holy cow. Blazing trouble. See, first this was the double team with the opposite oh. partner. Santana and Fenix know each other so, so well. And this was a sequence with the opposite partner. Again, oh. the, the splash. That's a hallmark of the Lucha Brothers. It's like both teams. Yeah, very cool stuff, you know? Amazing. Let's bring up the finish. Yeah, but everybody looked really good. Yeah, they did. They looked really solid. Oh, Oh, man, this match is awesome. Penta in the corner. All right, zero fear. How much already? Yeah, Mark Quinn isolated. Foot stop, fear factor. Oh, and now oh, Ortiz oh, oh, with oh. Quinn up. Watch Santana. Street sweeper. That motherfucker took two tag <laughs> Very cool stuff. Dead as hell. <laughs> Bravo. Good show, folks. Good show. I wouldn't mind seeing them run this one back. Yeah, no, of course not. Who, who would like, complain about that? That was so much again? fun. <laughs> who would really complain about them? Next up, we have Miro. Miro, who attacks freaking Sammy. Challenge Miro. 
Burrow for the TNT <laughs> Championship. Wait, 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 look behind! Look behind! Oh my god! Oh man! Yes. Not waiting till Wednesday! <laughs> Talk about Miro, this is awesome! Stay on him, Miro! Yeah! Beat his ass! Beat his ass, Miro! Forward. Let's do it! Oh, oh, Sammy. oh, you son of a... Yeah, you bastard, Sammy. Poor Fuego gets taken out, too. I should go back to that, actually, right? Because there's another Fuego moment. You son of a gun! Ricky, don't get involved! Don't get involved! Sammy and Miro! Uh-oh. Look at the power! Oh! Oh, that's... <laughs> spectacular! He saved us once again. I love it. This Miro, the Redeemer. Excellent. Watch out. Oh, look at this. Fuego. Ah. Fuego. Oh, oh God. You hear that yes. thump? You can hear that thump. This is phenomenal. Oh, I love oh. the intensity. That is so perfect. Watch oh, this no, feel. No. Watch this feel. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Oh, Miro. That is a yes. 12 or 14 yes. foot drop. Motherfucker caught all the air time. He flew through the air and all I heard was, there goes my hero. Poor man. Yeah. Poor Fuego. Lego my Fuego. There goes my Fuego. Watch him as he goes. There go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't played at all, but it worked out wonderfully. Socks, man. He's like the S.A. Rios of this group. Oh, boy. He's like the S.A. Rios, but takes bumps like fucking Spike Dudley. And that's shit. Like, yeah, right. Like, they've been whooping his ass lately. Penelope Ford has a match against Anna Jay. I don't even remember who wins. I didn't care. Um, I know that her friend comes out to help her afterwards. This whole thing was just leading to yeah, the Pen- stable. Uh, Penelope won. Yeah. This, passed on the ducks. This was just to have the stable warfare afterwards. Jay's best friend, Ty Conti. Watch out! Swinging a miss by the bunny! Oh. And a nice double leg! Ty Conti raining down shots! Bunny, though, the back was exposed of Ty, and then you see Bunny take advantage. Ty but left herself open. She did. She, she's a little bit uh, emotional in that attack, saving her friend Anna Jay. The number's just too much, and now Uh-oh. we see the rest of the HFO, Matt Hardy. Butcher and the Blade private party. Oh, she just popped her with the nuts. Penelope popped Ty Conti with the nuts. Money is to be made right now, boys. I mean, ruthless with those nuts, those brass nuts. Absolutely ruthless. <sighs> Don't these guys come in for a save or something? Yeah, they do. Yeah, the Dark Boys go. The human wall by the HFO. Uh, I don't know what Arch Cassidy. I didn't even know Statlander was out of What did she do? He was just there. Orange Cassidy and Statlander. But they are so far outnumbered here. Yeah, they're not outnumbered because now they have a jungle alliance. Is that who it was that came out for them? Oh no, it was the Dark Order, right, right. That's why it took longer. No loincloth here. They had to get their masks on. Yeah, so they clear the ring, but then Evil Uno is the only one who's not really still cool, right? Anna Jay is yeah, he's the only one that still has reservations about everything. I never thought I would have seen this. It just happened, it seems. Dark Order's on the same page again. Wow, what a night. Oh, look. Big money Matt Hardy gesturing at Orange Cassidy. Hardy is sending Jack Evans after Orange Cassidy's hair. Wow, I'll tell you. 
That thing could have got really bad if the Dark Order didn't come out. Anna, t- Anna told the Dark Order last week, if they can't stay on the same page, don't bother coming at all. And it looks like the Dark Order has mended fences. Almost an extended hit. No, 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 no. Look at the evil Uno. Wow. Uno and Grayson. Not ready to bury the hatchet with the other members of the Dark Order. Takes time. Next Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite Live at 8, 7 Central. Miro puts the TNT Championship on the... I'd like to see Sammy win it. Yeah, the dude's earned it. He's been here since the first match. If there was anybody right now who I'd like to see take that belt off Miro, I'd want to see Sammy do it. See, I'm torn with this one because I love this badass Miro as champion, but I've been a fan of Sammy Guevara for years. Oh, yeah. I hate when they do this to me. Oh, I need to see Sammy win it. I mean, Miro's cool and everything. I'm tired of hearing about him fucking Lana every week. I want to see Sammy win it. <sighs> you don't want to hear about the tank and then the Corvette and then the back of a PT Cruiser dealership. Which is... I mean, I get it. It's awesome. Yeah, get ideas, man. Yeah. Gotta branch out. No, fuck. <laughs> Finally, I believe we have the Lights Out Tag Team match. Eddie Kingston yep, and John first Moxley. First ever Tag Team Lights Out match, actually. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley against Suzuki Guns, Lance Archer, Minoru Suzuki. And, uh, I mean, the finish to this really is Kingston going nuts and beating Archer to death. Fucking murdered him. You know, but, uh, as far as a couple of spots and stuff go, this is the first table spot of the night. Page, he broke the grip off of that rope by Suzuki. Suzuki doesn't want to go to that corner. So smart. Suzuki put on the brakes, boot to the midsection. Look at this combination strike. Such quick hands. Such quick hands. Watch out. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) That was awesome. The team by that Suzuki. That motherfucker just straight booted him to a table. If that ain't some Suzuki shit. God. What else do we have so here? Much shit to each other in this match. This was fucking crazy. I'm going to jump a little bit ahead. I'm going to jump about seven or eight minutes ahead because this is a long match. Like I said, go watch the shit. Yeah, they beat the shit out of each other for a while. Nice exploder by Kingston. But you see Suzuki positioning himself behind Kingston's back. Watch Suzuki. your back. Suzuki's got him lined Suzuki's up. Suzuki's nuts. Oh, the sleeper. The sleeper locked in. And the helicopter by a archer. I don't think I've seen him do that Suzuki before. Goon has just dismantled, destroyed Kingston and Moxley. Yeah, that's wild. It's just not ending. Like, once I heard that, because I think it was announced maybe a few days earlier that this was going to be lights out. Once I heard that shit, I was like, oh my fucking God. Suzuki and John Moxley in the same place with weapons. God help us. And then, this well, let's get cool. to the let's get to the fin. Yeah, because this is part of it. Something fucking wonderful happened. Cause just the um, you know the Forbidden Door has reached Ring of Honor. I did not expect this. I don't expect anything at this point with this company. Yeah, but, but it was the great. It was. Such an unexpected surprise, but it was a wonderful Hold on surprise. a second. Wait, no. Homicide. Homicide? Homicide? I said homicide on a ramp. No. No, that can't be. One of Eddie King's oh, best friends. One that, of the baddest men to come out of Brooklyn in the last 20 years. That That's awesome. He's here. Oh, my God. Homicide. 
The pro wrestling legend of New York. I love the way he broke it over his freaking back like that. If anyone doesn't know, in Ring of Honor, Homicide and Kingston were a tag team. They used to wear masks and shit, almost like the kind you would rob banks yeah. with. And for those who are not keeping up to date, Homicide is one half of the Ring of Honor World Champ- World Tag Champions right now. Who's he a uh, champion with? Um, God, I'm trying to remember. I keep forgetting the fucking guy's name. But he's in a group right now. It's him. It's him. This um, his tag team partner and Brody King. I think it's called like it's called violent something. I gotta go back and see. But yeah, that's actually yeah, that's fucking cool though. That the Forbidden Door has reached the Ring of Honor too. That's very and cool. not just pulled out one of their big names, one of their big long term names. Yeah, that is really cool. Like they've been showing more and more that it's wide open with who could show up there now. And here's the beating. Just completely defenseless. He's losing his mind. I lost it. Eddie Kingston, a man possessed. Crazy son of a bitch. He covers. And the Mad King wins it. (laughs) Awesome. That's just great. He just beat the fucking shit out of him. That is amazing. That's an Eddie Kingston way to end the fucking fight. Very Eddie Kingston way to end the fight. You know. Cool stuff all across the board here. And, uh, Speaking of really cool Eddie Kingston ways to end, he gives a post speech to New York. I love you, New York! I'm so proud of you! I'm so proud of you! Ladies and gentlemen, my mentor, my man, my hero, the one in seven! speeches are fucking wonderful and this feud does not end there because it was announced after that that moxley uh and kingston against suzuki gun is going to be having a rematch at new japan pro wrestling's new japan showdown 2021 event it's going to be a philly street fight this is going to take place sunday october 17th at the 2300 arena in philadelphia oh good god 
and oh. uh, I did look into it. They actually apparently just recently lost uh, the tag titles to um, Los Faccion Dos Ingobernables, but um, his tag partner is a guy by the name of Chris Dixon. Aha, interesting. I remember him. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Melsa said that the gate would have been the third largest non-WWE gate in the history of pro wrestling in the United States. Attendance-wise, it's the biggest for a non-WWE event in 19, since 1999. JR tweeted, no, yeah. no, tweeted, who booked this card for goodness sakes? And he said, uh, but in my opinion, Wednesday night was the most exciting night of my pro wrestling career, which I started in 1974. Hashtag blessed. I say again, do you see us now? He thinks it was the greatest night of his career. Which, I mean, I don't know how many people out there can argue with Jim Ross, who's only been doing this forever. You really can. What was it? Once upon a time, and I think Tony Khan even mentioned it in the tweet, they said it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you could call it a jog, a sprint, an arm wrestling contest. Cool. You know, call it what you want. Uh Dynamite did 1,273,000 viewers, 627,000 were in the 18 to 49 demographic. Uh, Raw did 1.793 million viewers, 0.49 in the 18 to 49 demographic. So they Raw won by a single decimal point. So they might as well not even have won. Like, Rampage. They lost two weeks in a row and then they barely pulled it out. Rampage is 2,000 viewers down. Last The week before, they were 642,000 viewers. They're down to 640,000. The first hour, there's 727,000 in the 18 to 49 demographic. I mean, 727,000 in total. Um, yeah, so they're a little bit down, but that's pretty much because yeah. it's considered like the secondary show. And with that time slot, you can't exactly expect like massive numbers out of it. Yeah, you really can't. Uh all right, well, that brings us to our NXT. We're going to be brief here, guys, with the rest of this. It's almost time to go. Watch some of the stuff. All right. If don't not, rely on us all the time. They don't pay us for this. I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, they don't pay us for this. I'm not kidding. No one pays us shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, okay, let me bring up my uh, NXT here. Well, you know, you get your donos from Willie and everybody else from our guys. That does good. The board yeah. shows otherwise. I don't want to act totally ungrateful. It Nobody ever asks for money around here. The fact that you guys show up every week it is just, appreciative. It just goes right back into the fucking stuff. Right. Like you fuckers hang around with us till sometimes four or five, six o'clock in the morning. The fact that some of y'all want to throw money this way is awesome, but nobody's asking. This guy sounds so much like the Steiners. Listen to him. <laughs> How about this? How about you two bitches? Grow a set of balls! Face me and Chompa in a tag team match tonight. Wow. I'm going to tell you something right now. I purposely switched over to my NXT tab. All I hear is Scott. <laughs> Why did they take his name away from him? Damn it. I like the name Braun Breaker and all, but that motherfucker sounds every single bit like a Steiner. Let him be a Steiner, damn it. You asked, how do you donate, George? I believe there is a, um, on the bottom of, uh, if not on the bottom of the page, because I am not on our own page and I'm going there now. If not on the bottom of the page you're on when you scroll down, definitely on the bottom, somewhere on talkbrunch.com, yeah. there will be a link. Let me take a quick I look. I know Willie's donated in the past. I think uh, Sugar Shane's donated in the past. Yeah, we've had 
donations here and uh yeah definitely right when you scroll to the bottom on uh on anything <laughs> pretty much <laughs> should be there oh boy anyway what we got going but on yeah here. dude sounds exactly like his family if any of you guys ever do it uh and you want to see the notification the rainmaker because okada pops up and does the rainmaker thing and just do it when we're on the air we don't get that one um, very often too so and, whenever and, it happens it's like oh shit but even if it's not on twitch or whatever you can use the same link the notification just won't go off or i could actually just roll it next time we're on so i wouldn't say wait for us to go on yeah. i can i can requeue those like, like up if you do dm one of us just let know like hey donate it no we'll see it believe me it'll but i'll run the uh, i'll run the macros or whatever the fuck they're called next time we're on <laughs> yeah that's really old school right there anyway um NXT Cruiserweight title match, Kushida defending the championship against Roderick Strong, uh, being accompanied by all of those other guys, Bruce Creed, Hatchiman, Ivy Nile, Julius Creed, and Malcolm Bivens. There was interference in this, so you don't really get the whole match. I'll bring some of that up on the screen. From Quincy Jones, it was a gift, you know. We're trying to change this. Back in now, Strong. Again! Sending it into what? chaos. Now this has become a numbers game. Oh, Ivy Nile. The Tree Brothers. The referee was distracted by Bivens. Strong with the knee. It's a mugging. Oh, come on. Not like this. Roderick Strong Get into the go. cover. The count. And time is up on Kushida. Kushida loses the title. Yeah. I did not expect that, honestly. Nope. That's a changing of the guard there. That's for sure. Uh, Kaylee Ray goes over Amory Miller. I don't think you guys really need to see too much of that. Nah. It was Kaylee. It was, it was a Kaylee Ray ass whooping. So. Uh, the Steiner stuff is still just hearing this guy. Every time I hear him is amazing. I know, but with me now, <laughs> Braun Breaker. Braun, a huge tag team match tonight, teaming with Tommaso Ciampa. How you feeling? Oh, tonight's huge for me, right? I'm in a tag team match with the top three guys in the world. And I heard everything that Ciampa said earlier tonight. And his words hold a lot of weight around here. Ron Raker. Sink or swim, big fish. You ready to jump in the deep end? Hell yeah, brother. I'm ready to kick some ass. And who better to do it with than the champ? <laughs> he sounds so much like his father Yo, and his uncle. So crazy how much he sounds like them and strong as all hell just like him yeah this segment made me laugh i think you know what i'm talking about right no no this here oh god he's letting the ladies in hey what's going on here where's your manners ladies first Sherry's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, Shivery's dead. <laughs> oh, girl. Arg. I wish we could have seen the women on the other side just hear the thud against the wall. Boom. What the hell was that? Right, like, oh, shit. What happened out there? Nothing, ladies. It's fine. <laughs> I believe it's uh, Joe Casey. I believe it's that guy's name. Who? Um, the guy. Chivalry, like basically the guy who thinks chivalry is still a thing. No, no, no. Joe Gacy is wait, the, wait, no, uh, no, I'm, is I'm the woke guy. 
he's the uh yeah he's he's Mr. He's, he's conflict revolution resolution Kevin. He's fucking- yeah yeah. Also, there's this here at Andre Chase University. So forget Andre Chase with all the weight on the shoulders, and Andre Chase would have the championship opportunity. Lights, please. We got a question. Excuse me. Did Ozzy beat you in the first round of that tournament? What's your name? Uh, Steve. Who did you ever beat? No, seriously. Who the f- did you ever beat, Steve? Get the f- out. What are you looking at? Go. Damn. How many times I gotta tell you? I'm here. Just, uh... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Steve. <laughs> like, Jesus. Steve had a family, sir. Oh, too good, man. Next comes your boy. Uh, what's his name? Now I'm forgetting his damn name. You Joe just said Gacy. it. Joe Gacy doing the woke gimmick. Watch this. Rudges. <laughs> This is a place where we settle our differences. He was like, this is a safe space. I come to you tonight with a mindset of conflict resolution. Where I don't need to use my male privilege to get what I want. I understand. Just like you. That life isn't fair. I believe we can achieve unity and tolerance for us all. And I could be the man. So anyway, that's what he is. He's an imitation woke person. Um, it's funny watching him wrestle in a, in a suit. You're not Baron Corbin. Stop it right now. No, I'm kidding. If it's going to be successful for Joe Gacy. Yeah, I'm still processing all of that. The mindset of conflict resolution and Cameron Grimes having a little bit of fun in there. I'm not sure if Gacy's in the right line of work if he wants to resolve conflicts. Gacy swinging a miss on Grimes, and you talked about Grimes in the Million Dollar Championship. Oh, what a kick for Cameron Grimes. I mean, it truly was the summer of Grimes. He beats up Cameron Grimes, beats up a old guy. <sighs> but that woke guy was more entertaining than any of the quote-unquote woke people I've seen in my real life. And Grimes starting to build some momentum in this matchup. It's been a really nice job from Joe Gacy thus far, but unfortunately for him, the tide really has turned, and that is what Cameron Grimes... Look at this shit. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> this is amazing. I don't understand in the most wonderful way. Like, yeah, like Stacey just did the call back to Danny Davis when uh, when oh Joseph Park God. went to train with him. Well, should oh I go and, my should God. I go and change You're my clothes? Super he was like, should I go change my clothes? No, 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 it's fine. I I, I trained the guy in a Super 4. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just such a thing to say. He said it with so much confidence. It was just so completely fine that he was Joseph Park. <laughs> All kinds of shit's happened here. Oh, man. Now, unfortunately, do I have a bad news button? I hardly ever have bad news. Why would I have a bad news button, right? I actually don't know where our bad news button is. Doesn't that suck? You got to find Wade. It's going to drive me crazy forever. That's a shoot. It really will. Yeah, no, well, we're not going to be able to do it. But we do have some really bad news besides the fact that we lost the button. We have the fact that the company, WWE, 
Apparently, this gimmick had some mixed reviews from fans. People got offended that they were making fun of being woke because most people are woke nowadays. They took off all the YouTube videos of this guy, all the social media posts. They took the name Joe Gacy away. Um, so it's being speculated. They took down all the WWE.com photos of him. There's like no sign that that ever happened aside from us here now. So we're under the assumption that they were like, nah, uh, bad review. Fans hated it. Too much SJW snowflake woke heat. So they killed it. So they don't have to fucking hear people's bullshit. I'm thinking that's what happened. We don't know. We just know that they deleted all the stuff of it. So, you know. They're they're, they're not good at doing things where there's actual speculation of what happened. We know that's what happened. Yeah. So once again, the woke win. Perfect. Sort of. Kind of. Oh, boy. Just saying. That gimmick won't get canceled on the indies. But it would cancel an AEW. Yeah. Next, we got a singles match. Anna Shear against Electra Lopez being accompanied by the rest of the uh, Legado del Fantasma, Joaquin Wilder, Raul Mendoza, and San- Santos Escobar. Finished it as being a sit-out powerbomb. Uh, Lopez looking decent enough from what we saw of her. Brief uh, yeah. outing, but still solid in the ring. If you want to see just a little bit of just her working, this is what she looked like. I don't get a general impression. Swinging a lead pipe around in a parking lot brawl. Electra Lopez is ready to take on all comers in NXT 2.0. With the backing of Legado del Fantasma, she is my tip for the top. And Beth, I mean, Santos Escobar believes. Yeah, she is a rough, rough girl, right? You will fling you around. Wreck your shit. Uh... We had a two-on-one handicap match. Odyssey Jones against Carrie Millman and Darren Chiapetta. <laughs> they can't have meant to do that. There's no fucking way they meant to do they that. They totally meant to fucking do that. <laughs> I just noticed it now. I felt like I, I felt like fucking Mole from Mole's Tavern just now. I just noticed it as I said it. Darren Chiapetta. Wonderful. Those motherfuckers did that since he's a local driver. <laughs> Darren Chiapetta Finish to this was a double splat If you don't know what I mean I guess I'll just have Behold. to put it on the screen <laughs> Which one of them is Darren Chiapetta? I have no idea The one with the face <laughs> Alright well they both lost Both Carrie Millman and Darren Chiapetta. That's hilarious. These girls got to have a provocative uh, promo. I'm not going to listen to it, but I'll let you see the girls. Because, you know, tits. Well, before that, I forgot. You get a little bit of Jiro, right? I kind of like this Jiro thing. Just because it was so fucking weird. You know, did you did you see that? Let me see if I could. Where was it at? It's around <laughs> yeah. here. It was a little, um... <laughs> You get a tour of G-Roll's room. It's like MTV Cribs, but instead it's G-Roll's room. All right, I found it. I'm Ikemen Jiro. Welcome to Ikemansion. The Ikemansion. When you think of Japanese superstar, you think of song style. When you think of Ikemen Jiro, you think of Style Strong. Style Strong. People ask me, what does Ikemen mean? Ikemen means handsome man. I am Ikemen. 
handsome man. Handsome man needs handsome jackets. What in the fuck? Thank you for visiting the EK Mansion. Remember, stars talk. Oh. I swear to God, it's been bugging me about the fact that he wrestles with the jacket just on. I don't know why it bugs me, but it bugs me. Oh, the headache. Ikimanjiro. This brings us to the main event, guys. Tag team match Pete Dunne and Rich Holland against Braun Breaker and Ciampa. Speaking of headaches, everybody had one after this shit. Yeah, this was brutal. Gonna take you guys through some of this. Let's have a look here. Bring it up on the screen. Ciampa amping up the energy here. Oh, that's one way to isolate Holland. Oh, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Ciampa's brutality as always. Pat yourself in the back. champion all smiles as it's made. Holy now he might not be smiling anymore. Holland just turned the complexion of this main event around. Oh. It's the announce table holds here, right? Right. They probably spent actual money on that one, though, so. Back. Mm-hmm. The hot tag from Steiner, kind of old. You guys want to see how Steiner works. Side like a out, oh. trying to fight back, going right at Dunn. Dunn falling right into Holland Champ, but desperately needed to make the. Give me a sec, trying to find it. We don't need all the extra drama, just a tag. And this is the moment now for Champa. Champa so close to tagging in Breaker. Said it before, Champa in the absolute shape of his life, and he showed it that. And he gets there. Be the tag. It's that. Breaker amp to an 11. And listen to the NXT universe. Amp to 11. I think that dial got turned to 15. Breaker charging it, taking off Holland off his feet. Wow, explosive power from the run. Ron Breaker impressed a lot of people Ooh. this week, and it continues. Belly to belly. Look at no wasted motion. Oh, my Breaker. I am enjoying this destruction way too much. Yep, he's definitely like his fam. <laughs> Just throwing people around. <laughs> Yeah, there's a foreign object spot coming up, actually. Listen to the NXT universe. Like he's been doing this for 10 years. First, you get the Steiner recliner, huh? Breaker make Pete Dunn tap out. Is Dunn going to tap out to Breaker? Listen to the NXT universe. Breaker squeezing Dunn. Dunn. And this goes to the foreign object thing. Just bending back the finger ever so slight. Jump ahead a little bit here. There it is. What was it that he threw into the ring? I think I can get a good look at it because, yeah, I didn't. Last week against Stacey Stacey said a Philly club. He tried to, and Kyler Riley comes and winds up hitting him with it. Holland, realizing what happened, just turned back for no way. Come on! No way! Come on! The fucking strongest guy is wow. 
<laughs> Rich all small people. And that's all, folks. Excellent stuff. Excellent. Yeah. I do love, though, that after uh, the matches, they're celebrating uh, Braun, ironically, gets a hold of the NXT Championship before Ciampa does. Yeah, let me bring that up now. Champa's possession. Let's go back, however, to some of the action in this matchup. The quick movement, Tommaso Ciampa had Pete Dunne's The various memes scouted, but it be this moment right here. Kylo. Are we actually sure that Bron Breaker is a rookie? We confirm that because he doesn't act like one. Champa said everyone at NXT 2.0 earlier tonight is absolutely incredible. He stared right in the eyes of Breaker. Yeah, I don't know where it was. I didn't see it there. I think it was before the replay they showed. I think it was like right after the pinfall. Is this it here? Yeah, see that shot right there. Like he, he has the NXT title and he's looking to chop off. I was like, they're they're really awkward moment yeah he's clearly gonna be a, a, a big deal huh oh yeah nxt did an average of 746,000 fans uh there was a hundred twenty two thousand six two thousand Two hundred sixty thousand. Sorry, of those were in the point twenty. There you go. Demographic. It is late. This is actually down quite a bit because they had seven hundred seventy thousand viewers in the previous week. So from the seven thousand seven hundred forty six thousand this week. What's left? Raw. <sighs> yeah. We're gonna speed run Raw. Last week's Raw did best one- way to do it. Yeah, one point seven hundred ninety-three million viewers in the with a point forty-nine rating in the eighteen to forty-nine demographic. Um, so we'll see what happens this week. First match was Biggie versus Bobby Lashley, but then suddenly, out of nowhere, with all the explanations in the world, Shelton and Cedric are out there wearing Hurt Business shirts, smiling, and then. Lashley smiles back and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have the Hurt Business fighting against Kofi and Woods. And uh, Pierce restarts this match as a steel cage match later in the night, which should have been done at Extreme Rules. But instead, we get this bullshit here. See, but that would, that would involve Extreme Rules having to actually be extreme. What bothers us most is that none of this involved an explanation. They just have people walk down the ramp. And it's weird because there's times that you see things happen in wrestling and you think, oh, well, that team's gone for good. But it's so simple. No team is really gone for good because you could always just walk down the ramp. You know what I mean? And spoiler, we didn't get an explanation for the rest of the night. Look at uh, Nia. You think Nia and Shane are, are gone? No. All they have to do is when, when Nia's ready to come back, have her walk down the ramp, dye her hair. You know, dye her hair, walk down the ramp, and have her stand there and smile at Shane. I want to know that everything's okay between them again. Whatever. Who needs their explanations here? Angel Garza goes over Eric Rowan pretty easily for them being the Viking Raiders, I might add. Did you call him Eric Rowan? What was his name again? They they just called him just Eric, but we know him as Ray Row. Yeah, I know him as a... They don't don't even have last names here. Just Eric and Ivar. I guess I got that from uh, his his old uh, thing, right? Yeah, you know what it is? You, instead of row, you thought rowing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> kind of close, but... Not just they changed their name so goddamn much. Yeah. 
Ricochet versus Chicken. <laughs> yeah, Raymond Rowe. You know exactly who I meant. I know who you meant. I what, was, what were the like, what were the War Raider names again? When they yeah, when they were War Raider, they were just Hanson and Rowe. Right, right. Like, okay. up, up, up until they called them up, they were Hanson and Rowe. Right. Well, what were they when they were in Ring of Honor? Yeah, they were just uh, Ray Rowe and Hanson. They were War Machine. Okay. Anyway, Ricochet versus Reggie was good. Twenty four seven title. You know, the twenty four seven guys then wind up jumping out of the crowd. And they disqualify the match, technically making it back to being a 24-7 title non-disqualification match. They DQ'd a match to make it a non-DQ match, didn't chase him around. Tozawa then, for some reason, demands a match against anyone. And instead of anyone, we get Keith Lee. No, no, Keith Bearcat Lee. Keith Bearcat Lee. Go ahead, I'll let you talk. Who, Who the fuck... Decided to name this man like he was a high school mascot. Bearcat? Was he going to start going, It'll be like that sign back in the day I told you about where someone held up in the crowd This that had a Chris Benoit that said the rabbit Wolverine. Yes. I guess they thought that he was half <laughs> rabbit, half Wolverine. Just put him back to Limitless and just leave it alone. Stop touching shit. How long have I been saying with this company? Stop touching shit. Oh. So what bothers you most about this? first of all the nickname and two it seems like now because he was acting heelish for at least a little bit i saw why is he a heel just for no fucking reason and then why do the first thing you do have him kill somebody a 16th of his size after being gone for months which apparently for the past what i think like three four weeks he's just been on doing dark matches which is where they debuted the gimmick this was actually not the first time these fans have seen Bearcat. like what so, here's my take on the whole thing. The name Bearcat, right? So, one of the famous African-American wrestlers, Bearcat Brown, he was um, a 10-time NWA World Tag Team Champion, an NWA Tennessee Tag Team Champion three times. He was a NWA Southeastern Champion, a Mid-American Tag Champ, a Gulf Coast Tag Champ, the biggest accomplishment was he was a 10-time AWA Southern Tag Team Champion. That's Bearcat. That's that's a Bearcat Brown. This is definitely a Vince McMahon thing, showing that he likes Keith Lee because he gave him the name Bearcat from essentially Bearcat Brown. The problem is Bearcat Brown was very accomplished in like the fucking 60s and 70s. No one's going to hear that nowadays and go, oh, Bearcat, is he related to the Bearcat? Because he looks like a big black wrestler, like the last Bearcat. So that must mean that this is another one from Bearcat. No, I don't think anyone's going to know what the fuck happened since we're not in the 60s or 70s. The other thing is it's mixed logic for me. I completely understand using a famous name. You got a black wrestler, which is a good sign because that tells me that Vince sees this as being a great black wrestler. Why? Because he took a black wrestler for it. But your 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 logic is I understand using a name to help get somebody over. But on one hand, you're going to give Keith Lee Bearcat that doesn't belong to him. But then you're going to take the Steiner guy and take Steiner away. Like, it's just weird. Like, the logic is reversed here. Like, the logic you used for Keith Lee should have been used for Steiner. 
because you know what the only difference would be? That you would not be fucking lying. And I get that it's kayfabe, but honesty would have just made this work better. The logic of him being Bearcat Lee doesn't work because he's not Bearcat. He's not related to Bearcat fucking Brown. The fact that it's someone who no one from this generation would know as opposed to Steiner, who they go, oh, shit, Steiner, you know, They're like, why did you do that? Why does he have to be Bearcat? But the actual Steiner can be a Steiner. There might be some old woman out there. You come across these amazing old women that live like fucking be 98 and shit. And you made her day because she thinks that wrestling's still real. And she also thanks for the DMCA motherfuckers. I know as soon as that I started to get critical of you right there and then there might be Once some again, woman. Mind your business. Fix your shit. You know, but there might be some woman out there who, uh, you know, sort of thought, oh, Bearcat, I used to know your father. <laughs> you know what would have been so much better than to, all this Bearcat shit? To name him uh, Keith Ray and say that he was related to Booker T. You know, the sad part is that probably would have went over better, but um, don't touch Shit, he is limitless. Can we, if we had to, why why does he have to be? Is there other black wrestlers we can make him related to that would have been more relatable? Just not make him relate to black wrestlers. But I'm just saying, like, if Vince said, no matter what, I want him related to another black guy, like, who do you do if it's not Bearcat? I mean, we could have done Bad News Brown, you could have done Junkyard Dog, I don't, you could have done Ezekiel Jackson, you could have done Ahmed Johnson. I don't know. I don't know why I would want to make him. What people would fucking do with the one than Bearcat Brown. Disclaimer, I don't know why, if I had a talent like that, I would want to make him related or associated with just another random black wrestler. But if I was forced to by creative, you got to do it, then, yeah, I would have went a little bit closer to anything because they are, in fact, going to think bear cat. And see, the only thing that I have to strongly disagree with is you said the logic was reversed. I don't think logic was reversed because there's no logic to reverse. And I have to be careful what I say on here because a lot of things that i say get misunderstood and misinterpreted and then you have pointed out that a lot of things that we say then come to life the last thing that i want them to do is misinterpret this and next fucking week the steiner kid is called fucking brock bearcat <laughs> you know what the, the guy said that we need is- to give more notoriety to names so we made the other one bearcat too <laughs> You know what? At this point, <laughs> have at it. Because once again, it will prove I just don't. It, it will just give me a reason to just turn the shit off. We might make him Steiner. He's Steiner. <laughs> because, because or it be the other way around, like Stacey just said. Instead, instead of being Keith Steiner, Keith Bearcat Steiner. <laughs> you know what the bad part about it is? It's if they do that shit, they will literally just be proving to everybody why AEW's been whooping their asses. Corn, I think uh, a Cornette said this past week. If Raw doesn't start taking measures, AEW is going to start beating them. Cornette, hate to break it to you, AEW is going to start beating them because these fuckers aren't going to take measures because they made they, them keys. I disagree. I, I, once again, despite everything, have to disagree. WWE is taking measures. They went as far as to get a second generation wrestler, a Bearcat from the Bearcat lineage. Rare. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, watch next week. He's gonna be fucking. He's gonna be. I'll tell you, like Keith, I Keith Bearcat Steiner, and the other one's gonna be Brock Lee. They're gonna be like, we I'll fixed it. I am, I am shooting straight for the fucking hip, Cordette. It's going to happen. 
because their measures are bear cat in taking Steiner's last name. That is definitely as much as we sometimes are oh, Vince couldn't have that had to be. I can't who the fuck else would have known of gone back to bear cat. Right. What's next? A fucking I Love Lucy reference? <laughs> They'll do it. You know who the Even fuck would be doing shit for a hot minute? They got time to yeah, I Love Lucy. As soon as we started talking about this critically on our other platforms, we started getting nitpicked at just to be able to fight those and win. As soon as look at the timing, and I've been watching it every minute just to but see. Notice the two times that you were critical about AEW, nothing happened. You know why? Because AEW is their fucking business. And anyone who's been following us live knows this. We've been doing it literally three hours and about 50 minutes of no problem. And it it came not even when there was a fucking clip on the screen. When we were talking about bear cats. If if you guys just want to save time, I'll start burying you the second the mic goes live. All right. Just so you can get out of your system quick. Because it's going to happen every single motherfucking week, and I will gleefully do it. And you know what? I'm a person who I always say when it comes to creative, I don't have to agree with your creative vision or like it. There has it. to be a vision, not just stupid. <laughs> you, you said it better than I did, but there has to be a vision. I would rather come on here and be like, well, he's Bearcat because this is a company who thinks who takes stock in giving people notoriety-written names to put them over. Or it'd be, no, he just has a regular name because we don't really give a shit about, you know, doing that kind of stuff here. Everybody starts at zero. Then it, for it to be both, where it's like you gave Steiner zero and then you gave him Bearcat and he didn't need it. The guy didn't need the fucking Bearcat because he was over and they already knew he was Keefley. And then this also goes back to what we were talking about with the Crocodile Dundee shit, that it's not that he's a Crocodile Hunter, it's that we knew him before. We know he's not Bearcat or anything to do with Bearcat fucking Brown because why would, like, uh, the only thing that will make this okay is if it turned out that we're dead wrong and keith lee and keith lee does an explanation video where he's like a lot of you guys have been talking about the bearcat name and that was my suggestion and i actually am the great great descendant of bearcat brown or whatever and then i'll and then i'll apologize i'll be like i'll be like fuck it i didn't know that he was bearcat brown but i'll still blame them because how come they didn't tell me how come they didn't use that this whole time and you know what the funny thing is? That's another thing that to cut you off. I hate when it always comes down to like, oh, it was her decision. Like the whole Nikki Ash thing, that was her call. Then tell her the call's fucking stupid. Do we know if he's related to Bearcat Brown, though? He's fucking not. We know he's not. Let's <laughs> like, not even I want to make that. sure. Or was Bearcat Brown his inspiration or some shit? I just don't want to badmouth this as a WWE creative designer and then find out that Keith Lee has a fucking tie to Bearcat Brown, you know? He could have a kid. He could have a. He could have every. He could have a tie to bear, cat, llama, pig, moose, horse. I don't give a shit. That motherfucker has been limitless his whole damn career. You keep him fucking limitless. Hold on, I found something here. I'm just seeing it. He said something to Wrestling Inc. When did this happen? Because it's literally. Give me a and minute. Then let's say he is related to Bear Cat. Where is that? Uh. Where are those vignettes that y'all decided to run? Oh, wait, no, you were too busy running the ones of fucking Lashley and Biggie and the fucking Gage and I had one, right? Because, spoiler, they ran that commercial ten times. We know they're in the main event. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to put my concentration to get into your shitty show. I don't need reminders that Lee and fucking, well, Biggie and Lashley are fucking in the main event. I wasn't even right. I, I, I stand corrected. It's not Bearcat brown from the 1960s and 70s that they tried to reference him back it's being believed that it's bearcat right 
from the 50s and 60s. That's so an Amer- African American. So he's a third generation Bearcat. Is Bearcat right related to Bearcat Brown related to Bearcat Lee? Nope. It's all trash and chuffle. But they're saying it could also be a reference to Bearcat Brown, the guy who usually worked around the Memphis area. So there was Bearcat Wright and Bearcat Brown. I find it fucking Bearcat racist. That we just because there are other black guys that are named Bearcat. <laughs> no damn well nobody watching your show knows who the fuck Bearhound Bearcat right. You called him Bearhound. <laughs> you said nobody knows Bearhound. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's gonna be Bearhound. Bearhound Brock. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. When Mia Yim finally comes back, she's going to be Bear Hound Mia Yim. Oh, my God. Bearcat right and Bearcat Brown. So it's just, he's another black guy. He's another Bearcat. It's just, it's, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah, the Bearcat right would probably make more sense because he was inducted into the Legacy Hall of Fame in the 2017 show. He was one of those guys that was there. So most likely what happened was when Keith Lee came through the curtain today, everyone who was at Raw went, oh, Bearcat Wright. Remember in the 2017 Hall of Fame when they had the legacy video and they showed all the legacy black people that that's what the thing, you know, I think everybody got it, including the kids. I give you credit for being able to keep composure during those things. I swear to God. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm committed to this now. Fuck I would have laughed. I am, thing. I am committed to this from now on. I'm going to stick to the idea more than them. The next black guy who comes in, I'm going to bear cat him myself. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, if you can't beat him, join him. Let's I'll see write it down. I'll bear cat him myself. <laughs> <laughs> bear cat him myself. <laughs> like, this is their logic. What's even happening, man? Shit. What's happening is they're daring us to change the channel. I might take the fucking day or next time. I truly believe that they thought that one would be go- be good. That was definitely a try, which is the worst part of all. It would have been better if it was that they were dicks. That was a try. That's the equivocal to like when you see like a toddler. You ever seen like when a toddler has like a ball bigger than them and they go to throw it and it doesn't fucking have any fucking range. It's just like thunk right in front I've of them. I've seen the toddler have more success than like, their cat did. And it's like, it's both sad, but understandable at the same time. Because like a fucking toddler, the ball's not going to go. And it's like, ah, toddler. That's but literally what they did. That's what they did here. That, that, that bear cat shit with the ball. <laughs> you know what the problem is? Oh, that's a toddler. This is a grown man who did that shit. <laughs> Yo, I, if it was AEW, that'd be the toddler. AEW's been here two years. He's fucking been here 40 and fucked up that bad. Dude, you couldn't write this. Like they t- they they gave us a DMCA takedown for the Facebook version of what we're doing right now. Four twenty nine a.m. They accepted the dispute for last week. We won the dispute for last week's takedown, and it's back up. It's. I say again, mind your fucking business before I bear cat you. I'll send you a screenshot later so you can see the thing. They keep they, they keep doing this. It's just you to fuck with the guys. video. Because you don't understand. Sometimes I'll get these screenshots from Rick when I'm at work and I'll just start laughing for no reason. It's just to make the numbers look low. That's all it is. Because by the time this reappears, all those hits didn't count. And it's the following week. Because think about it. The show we did last week on Facebook is just now reappearing now. Which means that the one that they yanked just now, they have about seven days to uh to explain why. 
Oh, man. Yeah, that's exactly what you just said. They're like that fighter in the UFC that gets kicked in the balls, and he doesn't even really get kicked that hard, but that motherfucker takes the whole time so that he can catch his air back and everything else, and everybody knows so, that he's doing it, but he's acting like he's holding his dick, but we all have to follow the rules, so we're patient and shit. So what, you know? you're, telling <laughs> so what you're telling me, and UFC fans, you're going to get this joke, it's the Josh Cost check of the fucking wrestling world. Yeah. Because they know. They know that eventually it's going to have to go back, but they're like, whatever. It says on the walk back and forth. Like, like, like right now, they're Yoel Romero on the fucking on the fucking stool while his ditzy-ass team dropped the ice. You know, it's literally WWE. Like, this is literally how my notifications read. WWE blocked your video because it contained content they own 12 minutes ago. Four minutes ago. WWE accepted your dispute and released their claim on your video. You know what we should do? But then we'd ruin the show. We should open next week just shitting on them. Like, as soon as the music comes on, just... Dun, 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 fuck them. They suck. We're going to make everybody Rick bear cats Dara, and then be gone. <laughs> Rick Dara, don't you tempt me. <laughs> and have them just yank it back down. Thank you, thank you, Malik, for the... Uh, countdown to be over. Are you kidding me? Thank you, Malik, for the like. I don't even know how you're liking it or if I'm just seeing it late. Kind of those bastards are messing with it. On Whenever you guys see it missing, man, just go to another platform. Yeah, we're everywhere. They're too lazy to block. They're, they're too lazy to try to fuck with us everywhere. Don't tempt them. Bearcat <laughs> happy motherfuckers. Hey, we'll kick their asses again on everything. We'll AEW them all over the fucking place. It was like the moment I went on the, the fucking Bearcat rant that happened. It was literally timed. It must be great uh, to have all that money and nothing to fucking do with your day. I swear to God. The motherfuckers up at 4.30 in the morning fucking with us, really? Yeah, well, you know, they say they don't sleep when you work over there. Yeah, probably don't. Probably a bunch of abandoned children in houses right now wondering why daddy ain't came home. It's because trying to figure out who the bear cat next. I just think that they've gotten an affinity to just literally, because it's not automated. I know there's automated ones on YouTube. They've just gotten an affinity to check us right around this time. Because we always get accepted. It's exactly seven days that they have to fucking prove it. And it's like, so the reason we get the release from the other one is because it's the exact same time that they're fucking with this one. Almost. But then again, we always put Raw at the end. So we're always going to be shitting at them around this time. Let's mix it up next time. (laughs) Let's talk Raw at the start of the weekly next week. I'm telling you, if this keeps happening, I'm going to break the video version into two different shows. Or we could just all around just stop talking about their shitty weekly. Because I'm pretty sure it ages everybody just to even re-acknowledge Raw's existence. Yeah, but I love being able to talk about weird shit. Like the fact that they just took a random black guy and were like, hey, you're a bear cat now. Like that's that's fucking amazing, man. Like imagine if I just ignored it. We'd come on here and talk about how great AEW is and shit. And we'd have no idea that they just randomly just said, hey, bear cat. <laughs> and then you yeah. got the audacity to do this shit with G1 just starting up. Like, come on, man. I haven't Y'all seen somebody. We have options now, right? I haven't seen somebody switch that fast since fucking since the last time I fucking played Bloody Raw. You know, like one minute he was Keith Lee, the next minute it was like Bearcat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, after Bearcat, there's an after Bearcat. <laughs> so yeah, after Bearcat. After Bearcat. You know what? Write it down. So yeah, after Bearcat. <laughs> You know, let that be. There's gonna be two Bearcat ones back to back. Yeah, after Bearcat. (laughs) Now he's ready to be a top guy. That's what was missing was the Bearcat. I don't even remember what was also. Okay, yeah, right, right. We had Damian Priest against Sheamus. 
Uh, the white noise from yeah, the white noise from the apron through the table looked a little bit rough. Finished. Priest whips Sheamus into a table in the corner and then follows it up with the reckoning. Right. That is correct. Retains the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ali and Mansoor lose to the gender dudes. Ali, they, Mansoor, and Hardy, and Jeff so Hardy. Jeff Hardy was on the losing end of a match featuring fucking Shanky, who has been yeah. the shittiest. Look, that motherfucker is the bear cat of big men. And that's after Jeff gave that speech about, I face scarier guys and angrier guys. Guys that broke my paintings and my spirit. Guys who didn't suck ass. <laughs> yeah. And then lost to him. Yeah, well, they lose there. Cross comes out once again and does one of those suit promos with the music backstage. But then when he comes out, he's in the stupid gladiator attire. And the problem is... I just that- love that you thought that meant that he would that, that the gladiator everything was done and i was like oh he doesn't even know yeah but it was like why i don't understand <laughs> you know like, I've what? Heard, and it's the funniest reason i ever heard in my life it's so they can make his action figure more marketable to who the same people who are cheering for bearcat this is bullshit and the problem is he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not the smallest, but in WWE, he's definitely not the biggest. So you got a guy that sounds he's very generic. <laughs> he, he, he's got a generic sounding guy. Remember we used to talk about the before they put him in a suit, how when you see him, he sounds like a white guy in a suit. And now they fucking put him in a suit. It was bad enough that we were worried about it. Like, oh, no, the problem with him is that he sounds like a generic white guy in a suit. Now there he is in a fucking suit, but then he comes out in a gladiator attire. And he's generic sized when he comes out. He looks like one of the other dudes that ran through the gate with Maximus in Gladiator. <laughs> you know? Not Maximus. If you guys remember, only Maximus fucking comes back. So there you go. Spoiler alert. You know, not going to kill Russell Crowe. Come on. Put him in that fucking movie. <laughs> anyway, the one thing, he's fighting Jackson Riker. And very disrespectfully, in the middle of whipping his eyes, like, I'm your commanding officer now. Come on, Marine. Like, he literally starts screaming to that Ending was the Doomsday de- de- Device. I mean, sorry, the Doomsday Saito cross jacket tap. He tap. He tapped to the freaking gladiator suit guy. They should mix it up and have him come out with the mask in the suit. It could be like Evil Uno. He'll wrestle like Loki does now, just full Hitman costume. Riddle against AJ Styles. The finish was the Styles Clash, but the lead and move to it, I don't know if it was the angle or. I caught it even on the replay, and I can't tell what 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 did he like. It was like a sit out move, but he just it just looked like the angle was awkward, right? Yeah, something didn't look too right about that. But either way, it was fine. It was a good match. Do drop against Charlotte. Match doesn't get the finish because, because for some reason they think she's gonna go from hanging out to Eve Marie deserving a championship match. And uh, the match was over in like what three minutes. Yeah, thanks to Eve Marie. And then Eve Marie's giving a promo against Dewdrop. And then Shayna shows up. And, and just, then my favorite part of Raw. And like, she just beats the shit out of her. She doesn't get out in time of the ring. I was like, oh my God. Like, I thought that she was going to make it out. Like, when she got in the ring, because she's right, like, have some haste, you dumb fuck. And I was like, oh wow, she caught her. Like, this is going to be bad. She was this fucking assassin. Can you at least try to get out of the ring a little quicker? I could understand why she didn't get out of the ring a little quicker because her state of mind was in the same place my state of mind was. It was in the, she's not gonna state of mind. Like when she came out, I was like, she's not gonna mess with Eva. That's a completely unrelated angle. Then when she was getting in the ring, I was like, yeah, no, she's just gonna get out. And then I was like, she's gonna get away in time. And then it was like, Where she's not me? gonna catch her. Had- she? Then after she caught her, it was like, 
she's not gonna also break her arm. <laughs> like, like the worst thing, it just kept getting worse and worse. I had instant flashbacks to back in NXT when Shane was champion, and she would just run up in people's matches and start fucking people up. I guess that's it for Eva. I'm hearing Eva's her gone. Hit, I knew. I was like, yeah. Eva, Eva's probably gone. Naya, from what I'm hearing, is taking time off, and Alexa Bliss is taking a few months off. Yeah, possibly you get married from what some people are thinking. But yeah, Eva. Yeah, all that came out of it was that Piper Devin was ruined and now decanonized. So, man. But anyway, you know, it, it, in her send off, I don't know if it was an act of God. I don't know what happened, but she actually did something right for once. Did she, she? sold an arm break? No, she didn't. I didn't like her selling it. She looked like she was laughing sometimes. I've actually when I was watching it I kept thinking trying to figure out how they could edit this to only get the angles where she's not corpsing because I figured what's gonna happen is I think I was listening more than I was watching see what happened I'm thinking if they if they're gonna do an angle where like Shane is gonna keep doing this to people and then later on we're gonna get like a package of all the people she did it to I kept thinking to myself fuck they're gonna have to really cut around that evil one because she has like that smiling face like you could tell she's not selling like Naya's look like it sucked Naya was screaming. No. You could see the agony and her pain but and shit. But Naya's always been good at selling too. So I'm not surprised Naya's looked horrific. So Naya's was an example of what to do and Eva's was an example of what not to do. If they didn't keep the camera on her as long as they did, they would have gotten away with it because in the beginning she was fine. But after a while of her screaming and shit, she just started smiling and shit. Like when people started you know rushing what? up That's to her. That's why I missed it because I watched like the first three seconds of her face and then I was just listening the rest of the time. Damn, yeah. bitch, you can't even do that right damn yeah no she definitely i wouldn't i can't i don't know if it would be so much a corpse it just didn't look good the fact that i have to wonder if she was smiling or not is enough for it that i guess by default it's bad we all have naya sounded shoot like i never thought wondered with naya like oh is she smiling on that and like it looked like a sock you know tried to save you i don't know why but i tried to save you you fucked up yeah no she wasn't ready she wasn't ready Stay your untalented ass gone this time. Yeah, right. What what else Come happened? Remind me. They know how to wrestle. <sighs> the main event was the steel cage. Did anything happen in between that? Did I block this out? What's wrong with me nothing, today? Nothing. This show's breaking me. This show's. It's just, it's just so much bullshit that you actually forget stuff on this fucking show. For those who wonder earlier, it, it hits me now why I'm much more lenient with AEW. We had two things that we criticized AEW. There hasn't been two things good about this Raw. Like, oh, but yeah, I want to say the cage was next. Yeah. So thoughts on the cage match before I wrap this up. Good stuff. You know, this was the, every, every match on this seemed like something that should be part of uh, the extreme rules. You know, it's so funny. I, I've, by the time we had the universal title match, I already made up in my head that that, that pay-per-view was not deemed canon. Jeez. Like we 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 got to start decanonizing some of these fucking pay-per-views this company puts on because they are just a drizzling shit. Can't argue with you there. This this wasn't even a pay-per-view; it was just a phoned-in Sunday show, followed by an even more phoned-in Raw. Yeah, well, at least you got to watch some good stuff over in Queens, eh? Yeah, Queens got the treatment. <laughs> Queens got treated like kings. See what I did there? <laughs> if you want to give me the drop, go on ahead. But uh <laughs> Yeah, we can't now we can't escape from that one, man. Mommy went yeah. a long way for a joke, don't you think? 
I knew exactly what I was doing, all right? <laughs> oh, boy. But, it, but it's okay, because it's true. So we're ready to wrap up here? Yeah, finish the cage match was a big ending from the second rope. Yes, it was. And yes, was New the- Day and I guess the Herb Business reunited got involved, and then the ref sent them all to the back. And uh, Avalanche, big ending to take out uh, Lashley and hopefully end this. And then it ends. Oh, yeah, I forgot. And Drew McIntyre appears at the top of the ramp, points his sword down at Big E. Yeah, because Lashley's not champion anymore, so he could challenge. Yeah. The only other thing that we had, which I hate to bring up, was just that Goldberg threatened to kill Lashley, I guess. He was like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, Peepaw was up from his nap, and then he said some shit. Yeah, not much. Uh, Nothing that was relevant or mattered. But actually, now that I think about it, going back to the Eve Marie thing briefly, one thing that made me laugh, they did keep a bit of continuity. Because you notice how all these refs came out to try to help Naya. Nobody came out to help Eva. That's true. Not a soul. Well, they were on ringside at the end there, though. Yeah. Yeah, at the end when it was safe. Mm Mm-hmm. Incredible stuff, right? Yeah, until that end part was raw and and fucking with our stuff, you know. And the Bearcat stuff, I guess he is acting like a heel, right? Yeah, he's supposed to be a heel because he wasn't smiling. He didn't do his little fist up and thumbs down taunt thing. It just... The and only heard, thing that I guess was kind of cool it was that he's um using the Big Bang catastrophe as his finisher again. Yeah, and I'm hearing that he's using uh like single single answers to stuff. You know what I mean? Like just saying yes oh, and no, he's very very short. Like they don't he doesn't really talk. He's one of those mean, quiet heels. At least for now. We'll see oh. Exactly. Uh, so 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 should I, should I just should I wait to GT Keith Lee or, or how are we gonna do this? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna start doing with some of this stuff. If it gets too bad, I'm just GTing it in my own head. Yeah, I guess you would have to just waste it. Do we even have a wasted drop? Do we ever make a wasted drop? I don't think we actually did. We should. If we didn't, I'm about to link you to one right now. But then we'll get that taken care of real quick. We'll have one soon, trust me. Yeah. We yeah, need we one at this point. All right, guys. Well, we are going to be wrapping up here. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Life is Strange Chapter 3, Monster or Mortal. We'll be doing that in the chat rooms over on Twitch and Facebook. So join us there immediately following NXT 2.0. Thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat room. All of you live people out there, live nocturnal people, including Shano31, George, Quest Thompson, Stasis Dreams, Willie V2, Ordicia, Plague 9940 Malik Quadir, MW farm cb3 so thank you for the follow guys cabby gone birdie boy 31 spartan jesus as well as all of you on demand across all popular podcast platforms including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, TuneIn, stitcher google podcast soundcloud and all other places popular podcasts are found as well as those listening and tuning in from our live video feeds over at facebook and twitch Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 484, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and my co-host, Destin Glow Frazier, we're out of here. Later, people. No bear cat. Shut it down.